were bad, but now they're okay. Only me or my, you're the apple of my eye, girl. I never loved one like you. Found you hiding here, so won't you take my hand, darling? There's nothing that can stop you from becoming popular, Lar. your host, Space Surfing 18, and tonight on the four-year anniversary of Glee ending, we are not going to do the series finale because I'm not that great um, at planning this stuff, but but we are going to do the now seminal classics, The Hurt Locker Part 1 and Part 2. This is going to be a double episode, so hold on to your butts. and returning are some amazing guests and someday i will think of a better adjective so until then they're just amazing dum 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 hi it's julia i'm also known as redhead gleek on tumblr i am bethany and i am not that beyond tumblr and this is darby first of her name have i been rewatching game of thrones i have you can find me at C. Kerouac on Tumblr. Use your blacklist judiciously. And that is why and I we saved do. you for last. I tag! <laughs> and All I right. appreciate it. You know, I just don't understand people who... I can understand. It's like, oh, no, I didn't think to. But people who know and consciously think of it are like, I don't need to tag. It was like, come on, guys. Come on. Just tag. We all have varied interests. We're all not interested in everybody's interests. Just tag. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Fist pump. Okay. So uh, that was a public service announcement. <laughs> tag your shit, people. <laughs> you know, you can use that you. as a musical cue sometimes. <laughs> you should just leave that as a comment on people's posts. Just tag. <laughs> <laughs> if only you could see my face, it would be an amazing gift. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> you could make a meme out of it. I could. I could. I've always no. You know what? I have not always wanted to do that. There are a lot of things that I've wanted to do that is not one of them. You don't want to be a meme, honey. I don't want to be a meme. I don't want to be like one of those kids with the backgrounds. And they're like, this is 20 years later, and you're still known as the lead Britney alone kid. <laughs> Leave Britney alone. <laughs> Look, if I saw that kid in real life, I would 100% be like, yeah, leave Britney alone kid. And he'd be like, I'm 30, ma'am. <laughs> All right, so the Hurt Locker. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Um, on topic. Yeah, on topic. Amazing. We actually have to, like, you know, talk about the episode. Okay. Which I watched. I would like everybody (laughs) in the listening audience to appreciate. I watched, and I did not fast forward through a single minute. I watched the whole damn thing. Wow. Both of them? This is not normal. (laughs) Both of them? Both episodes? Both of them, the whole way through. I am so proud of you. Let's you should gold be. star for gold star, star for RB. Gold star. Gold star. I, audience, if you can, if you're listening, clap for RB right now, and then thank she you, will thank you. I am tears. imagining that there is just uproarious applause. <laughs> She's like Tinkerbell. She needs applause I'm, I am, to I live. Need, I need applause to live. <laughs> oh man. I hope in a couple Thank weeks you. from now, when people are listening to this, you'll feel a sudden urge of happiness come to you. Sounds like plan. <laughs> Message me and tell me that you're clapping for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we kick open this episode with Will and Sue. We kick it open? <clears throat> kick it open. Yeah. Except for yeah, and it's really not that interesting. Except for Will lose, leaves a fork there, and Sue gets pissy about it. See, I think this scene is hilarious. <laughs> Me too. But then again, but then again, I am a Sue fan. Okay, feel this, free to elaborate. This, this is your time. Is balls to the wall, Sue. I mean, this yes. is this is the definition of the things that I enjoyed about Glee. It's insane. It makes no sense, and yet it makes total sense. Like <laughs> because of we, Sue. Haven't we all had this sort of <clears throat> monologue when there is a coworker who left and then's coming back for like lunch or just to say hi, and you're sitting there going, "The fuck are you doing here?" Mm-hmm. I guess we're friends now, but are <laughs> we? And then they do something so utterly minor that you're like, "I will destroy you and salt the earth of your yard." <laughs> And that's what this scene is. And I think that Jane Lynch plays it fantastically. And I think that is absolutely hilarious. To me, go ahead. To me, I think the scene represents all of the emotional labor that women have to do for the men in their lives. Oh, God, yes. (laughs) That's amazing. That's pretty great. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, I should also point out that this. Okay, so all of season six, even in the beginning of season six, it's all fourth wall breaking commentary. This one kicks it up into just everything about this episode. This is a grenade into the fourth wall and basically stands there as the wall bricks sprinkle down like confetti from that very popular gif. Correct. Of her on stage. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That is her busting down this fourth wall. That's all these two episodes are. And I, for yes. one, think it's hilarious. I mean, I'm I do too. I actually really like these yes. episodes. 
What did you say, Bethany? Sorry. I just said um, I would argue that it's probably the whole season, but I also agree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry about the cars. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just more extreme in these two. Um, but yeah, it's the whole season. But I, I like these episodes. I think they're pretty funny. I think and hilarious. And I, there was like, I don't want to go too far into it, but there was a lot of like. Pushback anger from a lot of people like how dare they talk to us like this and i just thought it was so funny well like, let's get it i yeah, remember the discourse being like they're mocking us like they are they, but it's well founded and but it's, it's funny so right. yeah and it's, there was a lot of love around it you know yeah like, yeah you guys it was it was not malicious it's not malicious <laughs> it's, I don't know. We'll get more into well, we'll get more to it right now because um the next thing that uh Sue does is go to her hurt locker. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, buckets. <what? laughs> I I love oh that this my is gosh. a thing that exists. I my favorite thing, my favorite, favorite, favorite thing in the entire world. But that's a memory. How did you record that? <laughs> We're not even there yet. We'll get there. We'll get there. I mean, haven't we all <laughs> Wanted to have a revenge room. Like, this is not the first piece of media that's had somebody open a closet door and all of a sudden it's, you know, revenge or love central. You know what it reminds me of? Mm -hmm. Did you guys watch um, Hey Arnold? Yes. Helga's Yes, her closet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Her closet for Arnold. And, you know, honestly, I know we are all adults here, but if you've not watched Hey Arnold, do yourself a favor and watch Hey Arnold. So because good. it's amazing. <sighs> but yeah, there's yeah, a yeah, I mean, and, and it and it totally seems like something that Sue would have. Of course she yeah. has a revenge storage unit. Of course she does. Oh my god. And it's all I'm surprised she didn't have somebody tied up in there. <laughs> well, Al Roker was the voodoo dolls. <laughs> I because there's lots of was there an episode that I missed that she had somebody tied up in there? No. That would that would not shock me if you were like, yeah, so that was episode five, and I don't understand why you don't remember that and be like, I don't know. No, it's not. But it's, it's... Go ahead. I was just going to say, doesn't... But what you were referencing with Al Roker, doesn't he say something about it in the Sue Sylvester episode that no one asked for at the end of the season? Is that the one where he said... About oh. oh. Yeah. I have, oh. would I have to watch that again? And I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have not she seen that in its entirety. Disdain. I have not watched it in its entirety since it aired. I mean, I've watched all the Kirk parts because I have yeah, to. Look, either, but you get no judgment from me. <laughs> and I will for I'm the rewatch. Even, but um, I, I, As I said, the Sue Sylvester episode that nobody asked for. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. But... Oh. <laughs> Uh, that's okay. Stand up for what you like because exactly. on this podcast, you can be totally in the corner of, you know, liking a thing or not liking a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's all, we'll, we'll still like you anyway. Yeah, you can you be can wrong. Do that, but we'll still like you anyway. inviting me back. <laughs> right. <laughs> good so. Lord knows that I have wrong opinions. Well, True. you seem to. You told me they were wrong at one point. I don't you know. You, that, to... you said it lovingly. Like I still said, they were wrong. I mean, you don't like Civil War, so I don't even understand that. But anyway, it's bad, <laughs> and it's not a Captain America movie. Oh my God, RB just hates Civil War. She's watching it right now, and she hates it. 
<laughs> you are in good company. It's not a Captain America <laughs> movie. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, should, I should. I should. I know better, and I did it on purpose. Okay, you did. You, you, did. you were kind of like Will. You looked at that hypothesis and said, "I'm gonna kick it." <laughs> And then you did. And then did. <laughs> so fine, let's Man. go back to the Hurt Locker since anyway. my feelings are destroyed. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying that Captain America is second rate Iron Man, whatever. Anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. Julia, sit back. <laughs> I know. I'm a little nervous here. <laughs> Step away from your computer, <laughs> lest you get burned. I, I'm worried that I, we're like I think, I think that you burn temporarily insane <laughs> for such words to come spilling out of your mouth. <laughs> this is how hurt lockers are bored. <laughs> Oh, if you think I was confining my ire to a storage unit, (laughs) you don't know me. I will not hide my light away under a bushel. (laughs) Why don't you hush your wrong mouth? Well, you know, at at least Iron Man's going to live and. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> so, Bethany, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing quite well, you know? <laughs> and I am trying to not to be offended by it because I'm wondering if we need to, like, act as mediation here or. anywhere. I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I promise. Each time you say it, you can't resist another little I thing. Just, this is how I miss you. I <laughs> okay. Anyway, at least Captain America has friends. Oh, <laughs> hey, he's oh. kind of got Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Anyway, and you know who Rhodey's <laughs> hanging out with now? Steve. <laughs> Well, that's because everybody else in Tony's life is dead. Well, maybe he shouldn't have died. <laughs> okay. There was Enough. A- <laughs> I think Bethany is right. We should so move on. So the Hurt Locker. So the Hurt Locker. Oh, my God. My favorite part, though, is that she plays a chord on this old organ. And it opens up. And it opens yes. up. Oh, and there's, like, this very crazy clown there. And- <laughs> If you're going to go, you might as well go all out. You, yeah. Well, and this is my thing. Okay. So I know people were like, but it's too much. I'm it's like, not too much. It's, it's not too like, much. I'm kissing my fingers. It's just right. No, if they had been less, that's when it would have been offensive, you mm-hmm. know? But because oh, they were so on over the top on everything, you could say, oh my gosh, look at that. They get us. We're crazy, and they love us anyway. Exactly. Well, okay, let me ask you guys a question. Because I think that, I wonder if people are sometimes feel maybe ashamed of liking a thing so much, or, I mean, I don't really understand why people got so offended by it, because I'm like, yeah, yeah, I love these characters, let's do this. And... 
yeah, they're poking fun of us a little bit, but hey, they like these characters too. I mean, they wouldn't have mm-hmm. done this plotline at all if they didn't like it. It's not like they didn't put Kurt and Blade back together or do any of the other rest of this stuff that they did, you know? I, I think there was it. definitely a sense of um, 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 fandom is supposed to be private. You know, we try to keep it in our corner, although there are definitely those who do not succeed at that and shove it in actors spaces and all of that. But for the most part, our fandom is kind of a small little, smaller little community. But I also think that that is a function of age. Yeah. I think that for those of us fandom elders who have been in fandom for decades and came of the damn right geriatric ward (laughs) age in fandom in a time where that's not something that you shared you know these were zines and beginning listservs and you did not talk about it it was Mm -hmm. not i think that a lot of younger fans don't god this sounds so get off my lawn don't quite understand fandom history and Mm -hmm. how this this was it has not always been like this you couldn't Mm -hmm. you know it wasn't something that you shared on Twitter and you were like, yeah, I'm writing fan fiction about this. And all your friends would be like, yeah, that's the best. This was something that you were like, not ashamed, but it was private and you just didn't mm-hmm, right. share it. Um, I, I still don't understand how people can do fandom on Twitter. I have no fucking <laughs> idea. It, it like, you just have blows it my mind in all kinds of uncomfortable ways of how people. Twitter is just like, so public. Right? I mean, like, Tumblr feels no. like it's this um, secret kind of community thing. I mean, it's really not. It used to be much more secret, though. Tumblr feels like the dirty bar that's half lit, and you're like, <laughs> I know that I'm going to go there for a drink, and I know I'm going to see some people that I know, but we're all just going to agree that we didn't see each other. Uh-huh. Right. It's, basic, mm. it's basically a bunch of Baptists meeting each other at the liquor store and just pretending that they didn't see each other before they go to church next Sunday. Correct. And, and I can and say that Twitter as is like one walking down the street, um, flashing your boobs everywhere. You know? It's... <laughs> I love and it. So, and so I think that some people are like, you know, you're you're making fun of me, you know, because I'm going to I'm going to tell the actors that I'm doing this. It's like, no, you're not, because this is how people got sued 20 years ago. Does right. nobody remember the Anne Rice debacle? Oh, and God. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's the thing. I mean, people don't. But, and, and nobody has to do the. The disclaimer at the beginning of Fix, you know, oh I don't gosh, own yes. these characters. Y'all remember yes. that? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. exactly. It took me forever to break myself of that habit. Yep. I I only broke it when I moved to AO3. Yeah. And moving moving to a new platform, I was Mm -hmm. able to be like, okay, we're not conducting ourselves the way that we used to on Yahoo groups and fanfiction.net and LiveJournal and all of these other places where you had to do this. And so I think I think that a that part of it is uh, is a fandom age disconnect. You have folks who are like, "I'm old. Please don't talk about this in public. This is not something that we share with people who are actively creating that because we are we are transforming. This canon is ours. We are transforming it in a way mm-hmm. in which we see mm-hmm. fit. And then you have folks who are either younger or newer to fandom or are used to living their lives in a much more public way who are like, I feel like I'm going to share this with the creators because they obviously want to know this. They don't, they don't, they don't. Right. Well, Well, but I also think that like 
Stuart's Hurt Locker is, yeah, I mean, she's got the giant clean standout of them kissing. I mean, how many times, I mean, how many, that, that, um, the, the actual scene of that moment is probably like the most reblogged thing that I've ever seen, like with notes and everything you know like that. You know they could have so, made that scene even better? Like if they wanted to go just one more hurdle further, they should have had it scored to Jim Cantiello's. Oh, they kissed. Oh, they kissed. How do you make a gift? Like they should, have, they should have scored it to them. But like that um, would have just been one more step further. Right. Like if we're going right. to go balls, balls out, let's go. They didn't. However, I don't think it's, I mean, it's poking fun, but it's not making fun of. Like, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's yeah. hard it's poking fun, but it's not mocking. Yeah, right. it's it's definitely it's kind of like how you joke with your siblings. Like, it's like I can, well, it's like I'm making fun of you, but it's not in a malicious way. Right. It's like a, it's in a, I've known you forever and I get to say whatever I want kind of a thing. It yeah. also felt a little reminiscent of sort of the things that they did in season one, kind of mocking the genre. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and being much more bitingly sarcastic than they were in the interior seasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so this, this was the type of glee that I liked. Be, be a little mean about it. It's a song about singing high schoolers that makes no sense because why the hell aren't these kids at college? Right. Exactly. Shouldn't they be in college? How they are they be. teachers? They're four. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But that's Teaching the point. A I profession mean... that requires licensure, which apparently Correct. you don't in the state of Ohio. I think the other thing to keep in mind, and especially when we get into the this her locker part two, is that Sue is kind of outside the narrative at this point. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas when Kurt and Blaine, they're still in it and they're not like, they don't see the Hurt Locker. They don't right. interact they get, with they all get to be the straight man reacting to her. Correct. Her, exactly. her bonkersness. Yes. Right. But it's still, there's, they're still within the story and you know, it's just, yeah. This is this is every fanfic that somebody that somebody wrote in the late nineties or early aughts that had the narrator as a character. Exactly. Yes. It's Sue and the narrator. Haven't we all written that fic? I know that I wrote it's, many of them. It's check please with Johnson the metaphysical goalie. Yes. You know? <laughs> That's exactly what Sue is playing in this role here. Exactly. So I feel like I don't know. I'm just like I, don't I, I want appreciate the joke. I find it hilarious. So, um, so yeah, Sue wants to. Sue says that she wants to be flower girl at their over the top gay wedding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know what? I feel kind of bad for her that she didn't get to do that because that's true. She didn't. They, de- they deserved an over the top wedding. Yeah, they deserved yeah. it. We'll, we'll we'll get to the wedding. That's a whole other issue. <laughs> they deserve it. <laughs> I like. Oh man. Okay, so um, Sue. Well, I'm sure it's, we, should, we. I should point out Becky and Becky and her her role in this is more of to be the straight person to say all of the things that we're Correct. thinking. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. I don't normally enjoy Becky. I quite often find. Becky to be a bit much and not in a way that I 
like oh, yeah. they, like it, like it feels kind of painful to watch. But her in this episode was hilarious. Like her in the lobster yeah. costume. Yeah. The best. I had forgotten about that. And that was just. Well, it helps that she's not calling everybody stupid bitch every five seconds. Which is, they got carried away with that in seasons four and five. So. Very much so. Okay. Becky had the potential to be very funny. Um, The actress has very good comedic timing, but I agree Mm -hmm. with RB. She was just Mm -hmm. too much, too much of the time. Yep, exactly. All right. So, um. After we have our little jaunt through Sue's Sue's Hurt Locker, um, that's going to be the tongue twister of the. Yes, no, (laughs) be bad. Um, because if we mash it together, it's going to become the shirt locker. The shirt locker. locker. (laughs) Oh man, it's not Uh, really what we're going for, but welcome to the shirt locker. (laughs) So she pulls in Kurt to her office. Um, and I love that she calls them blouses. Swish, <laughs> <laughs> swish, Light femi air, or femi tops, which, <laughs> oh man, but they are, I mean, they are. Um, I wouldn't call them flowy. Well, <laughs> they're pretty tight. <laughs> Yeah, I've never really known, you know, either of them to wear flowy clothes. No. They uh-huh. like their form-fitting shirts and pants. That's true. But anyway. So I, so I guess, Pam, you were wrong about this. Just like how you were wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. Not the best character oh, no. in the MCU. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So Kurt, you just wait. Right? So what's the next scene? What's the next scene? Well, now we're still in this one. <laughs> we have the t- <laughs> Jeez. Um, she wants to help get, she wants to help Kurt get back with Blaine. And he rightfully is like, what the frick are you even talking about? When do you, when did you even care? Why do you even care? And I just want to point out though, that. Uh, you know, I've heard criticism of Kurt in the in this in this issue in, in this issue. God, I've been reading too many comic books in this particular <laughs> episode. <laughs> in this issue of the Hurt Locker number one. <laughs> um, <clears throat> sorry, uh, that that Kurt comes off as a little too serious about wanting to be overplaying because he's very like you know I, I don't want to get back to, together with Blaine. But whatever. wasn't that but, the joke? Like, it's thou doth protest too much. Exactly. Yes. Like, and, and it's Sue. Kurt is going to open up his heart to Sue. Really? Right. She, is actually she has been such a rock for the previous seasons. But also, I know, I know the one I have. I mean, she's problem. just so his help, mentor. I can depend on Sue. But also, from a Kurt, you know, from Kurt's point of view, he's also, you know, he's been there for a while, Blaine's with somebody else. And he's presumably has this date with somebody else in the back of his mind. So he's like, we're fine. We're good. We're friends. And that's it. Like, that's just where he's coming from. I don't write anything more than that. Yeah. In the previous episode, <laughs> Brittany, he had his nice conversation with Brittany where she basically said, hey, you can be in love with playing all you want, but you need to still live your life. And right. so he's trying mm-hmm. to do that. Um, it doesn't mean he loves Blaine any less. It, you know, obviously we're going to see that in the next episode. Uh, right. And so it, it's, yeah, it's just, you know, yeah. 
So no, when Sue says, Hey, I want to try and do this with you. No, you're just stop. Just, I would just say that because you know, it's Sue and she's crazy. And we all know that she tried to shoot Brittany out of a cannon. And she's saying things out loud that she thinks she should be saying in a voiceover. You know, again, that fourth wall breaking. And Kurt is still within those four walls. Correct. Exactly. Um, The other reason why she brought him in there, though, is to talk about invitationals. And hey, uh, pop quiz. What was the invitational episode in season one? Does anybody know? Um, I know. I remember they went to Carm. What was it? I can't remember. The road's not taken. Oh, right. Yes. That was technically invitationals. (laughs) Okay. I had forgotten that, too. Most people have. In fact, I didn't even know there was another invitational episode until, like, I was reading trivia on this. And I was like, oh, that's an invitational episode. Okay. So, Is that the one that they saw um, Focal Adrenaline perform? um... Oh, my gosh. I just well, faced it. Okay. Technically, invitationals is just you. You don't have to have anybody yeah. else. Um, this is something different that they did for this invitational. But, like, when you have an invitational, it's usually like you performing what you perform at competition for your friends and audience. audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, a, nobody it's like a in this audience. Why is there nobody in this audience? They're Sam. Because it's season they're, six. They're trying to get. <laughs> The whole thing is you don't have enough members to go to any competition, which is the only rule that anybody ever remembers about show choir, which I legit cackled when she said that. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, so th- and if the goal is to get more kids, there are no kids. There, there is nobody in the audience. Who are they going to recruit? Warblers? <laughs> They do. Well, the warblers don't even have <laughs> <Look, look>. a <laughs> That's what happens. But anyway, that's way far from now. Um, okay. So, yeah. They, then there's a scene with Will and Rachel. And it's just more Will, Rachel, talking about, like, sappy. Like, we're going to try our best and help each other out. And uh, I kind of tend to tune out the Will, Rachel stuff. <laughs> Correct. I mean, I tend to tune out Will, period. But... Yeah, oh, whatever. Poor Matthew Morrison. I really hope he made a lot of money on this because <laughs> listen, that, that had to be the most frustrating acting job ever. He ain't stressing about how he's going to pay his rent. No, probably not. I hope not. Um, yeah. So also we find out that that Sue has this little flying thing that goes around. She has a drone. Drone. Yeah. Yeah, no, I a little to... flying thing. Yeah, I couldn't remember the words. <laughs> so the ISIS, beware of ISIS, and there was some kind of a rack thing. Well, it was ISIS Awareness Week on the uh, <laughs> yes, on the signs. Was it really? Yes. Oh yes. Oh, wow. oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, this, I swear to God though, that like sometime in season one or season two, Sue says something about taping everybody. So it's not completely out of sure nowhere. I'm sure she does. I mean, I'm, that would yeah. not surprise me. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, she knows everything. We had to figure out she knew that somehow. Um, okay. So then we get, come on, she wouldn't put her primary listening device in a wooden mallard. <laughs> that is an office reference for those of you who may not know. 
yeah. So then she decides to hypnotize Sam. Because why not? He gets hypnotized really easily. Yeah. You know, I knew I, I oh, you know Sam. that there were some Precious people that were muffins. were uncomfortable with this part too, with the hypnotizing of Sam. Oh, I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was funny too. <laughs> I mean, I was amused. I mean, if you know anything about hypnotism, you can't hypnotize somebody to do something they don't already want to do. That's true. So, yeah, it's. I, I just you know it's TV funny. Right. <laughs> it is. I think it's the the you know I think a lot of times people get so caught up in you know what is problematic and is that consent and et cetera et cetera that it's like they it's not that we shouldn't be aware of those things at all times but also this is just a dumb TV show trying to be silly right mm-hmm. so. and cartoon hypnotism yeah and it didn't hurt right anybody. no exactly nope. And it just wasn't, that wasn't the intention either. It was intended to be funny. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, moving on from that, uh, <laughs> we get um, we get the Warblers warming up for their Inventational. No, what are they warming up for? I don't know why they're there. They're just, like... <laughs> no, they came over to, like, accept the invitation or something like that. Yeah, something oh, like that. Oh, learn more it's like sue's like telling them all about like the rules and everything because invitationals have rules oh that's right so um all right but anyway blaine is talking to kurt and rachel and i kind of love the kind of love this because blaine is so like i'm not gonna let you guys win i'm not gonna like back down because rachel's sitting on no the reason just let us win and he's like (laughs) nope Oh, Just, but he puts this nope. emphasis on his P, and I it kills me every time. He's like, "Nope," yeah. <laughs> I, and I love that. And it well, and part of me because Rachel had just talked to Will about like taking it easy on her, and Will was like, "Yeah, sure, anything for you, dear sweet special snowflake gold star." And um, Blaine has learned to stand up for himself and and mm-hmm. be his own person. And and if you look at Kurt, he has noticed that too. He's yeah. like, "Huh." What's this? <laughs> he's like he's mildly intrigued by this whole mm-hmm. development. Um, or a little turned on. Yeah, <laughs> boy is turned on. I was. I don't know why I try to censor myself in this stuff anymore. Yeah, I don't know why you do. It is a losing battle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, um, well. Then we get into um, Karofsky calls, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my gosh, there's a bear in the apartment. Or he's an intruder. <laughs> and, um, you know. So, look, I have never been a fan of the fact that I had to see Karofsky on my screen again. Yeah. Just because, whatever. But this scene is hilarious. It is. There's a, there's a bear. <laughs> and it's a baby bear. Like, Come on. And but then it's also, but it's also on like I've never seen it's like a rainbow threw up in that room. Yeah, right? did you and, yes. did you not see the Britney decorated? You didn't see that. the previous episode where Britney no. decorated it. Yeah. No, Britney decorated but that it. Me. The only thing though is she didn't put a bed in there. So they put that bed in there. They did. Because... Taking everything out. And they didn't. They chose not to. So yeah, they, they didn't hate it as much as they 
protested too. They didn't really protest. <laughs> aren't, they, aren't they both like 19? Have 20. I have I completely, you know, screwed up my timeline? They're, They're like, at the age yeah, 1920. Yeah, 1920 and Kurt's 21. They are at the age where they should be broke. So I cannot imagine that either of them, one, I'm shocked that they can afford an apartment. Well, Crosby is a, a coach at a school. Again, why are these people being hired? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You're asking all the hard questions. I know, I know. These are these are the difficult questions. So my assumption is that they're just broke and can't afford to replace all of this bedding yet. Because haven't, didn't we all at 19, 20, 21 have terrible furniture because we couldn't afford to replace it and we got yes. it for free? Yes. Mm-hmm. Off the streets. Uh, yes. Yeah, hand me down around the street has finding that from grandparents. It's one of those everybody who has ever <laughs> bungee corded a chair to the back of your car because mm-hmm. it was free and you took it home. Raise your hand. Yeah, absolutely yeah. have done right. that. Or you got and left it outside all the days with all every, all the gross stuff. And then you, you cut it out. You're cutting out. Oh, sorry. sorry. Go ahead and try again. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It was dumb. Oh, it's I just really said dumb. it was. I was like, or you got it at Goodwill and you left it outside oh, yeah. for yeah. a couple of days to get everything mm-hmm. off of it, and then you yep. brought it inside your house. Yeah. One day, I want a Glee reunion panel where we can stick up our hands and ask these very important questions. <laughs> because these are the important questions. Oh my goodness! How did they afford their apartment? <laughs> How did they afford the loft? That is even more mind-boggling. Um, I mean, granted, when there was like seven of them living in there at once, then I can understand I can, it. But. I can totally understand when there are seven of them living in what is prop, what should be like 600 square feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my but, God. But. Yeah. Anyway, so there's a bear in the bedroom. There's a bear. <laughs> You have a bear, a bear. in a bedroom. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The type of bear they were talking about. No, and I love that Kurt is like, because everybody else is like, what is going on? And Kurt's like, I think I know what's going on. Right. <laughs> my favorite thing about this, because I'm with RB, I was not a big fan of Karaski for a whole slew of reasons I won't get into right now. But anyways, um, I remember I watched this episode, and then shortly afterward, somebody, and I don't remember who, so if it was you, you know, let me know, made this post that was like, I just have this vision of, like, Karofsky being scared of everything. Like, he's terrified of spiders, and he's screaming because <laughs> he has to have Dwayne come and kill the spider. And he can't handle when a fly gets in his car because he hates flying bugs. And he can't handle anything, and Blaine has to take care of everything, and Blaine's just like, really, Dave? Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that part of the reason, though, was to, they did that is to defang Karofsky because everybody was like, oh, he was this awful mean bully. And yeah, he, he was. was in season two. But now that there's been an arc that we mostly didn't see, um, he, he's just now as cartoonish and ridiculous as the rest of them. So, <sighs> so anyway. All right, so moving on, we have a nice, lovely little breadstock, breadsticks date between Rachel and Sam. And uh, I thought they were precious. They're cute. Yeah, I liked them together. 
I thought it was really cute. I mean, because let's be honest, Rachel likes him dumb. And <laughs> not the not the sharpest knife in the His heart is so big, but he is yeah. not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Correct. Yeah. And so That's I kind true. of feel like it would work. I think they're precious. Yeah. I do. There's some random stuff in the scene. Like, Sam brings up the fact that he used to shave Blaine's back. Like, what? Right? Look, they're just bros being bros. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta shave bros back. <laughs> sure, Such I a swear random. to God, that's not the weirdest things that my guy friends have done for each other. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That, uh, that strikes me as, as a completely normal thing that two high school dudes would do in their friendship. <laughs> Oh man. Hmm. Well. Um, and yeah, so it, it it's mostly conversations about what they do in their spare time, which is mostly nothing. <laughs> They're very boring people, but that's okay. Yeah, what does Rachel do? Watches <laughs> Patty Lapone. Patty Lapone and cries. <laughs> I mean, that feels was... on brand for her. Yeah. That feels on brand. And they've yeah. never she's never been somebody who has a wide variety of interests. Her no, wide variety of interests is I'm going to be a star. Right. Yeah. I'm going to sing into my hairbrush and post it on fa- uh, MySpace. Right. Which let's all let's all take a moment because more than likely Rachel Berry's MySpace was a victim of them moving servers and they I lost know. a decade of music. Oh, that makes no, my heart hurt. That's true. So everything that she cultivated on MySpace is probably gone now. Probably. <laughs> Pour one out well, more. Hopefully she... <laughs> I mean, I'm sure she kept place. all of those stuff. Are you sure that she was smart enough to back things up? No. No. She no. probably had Blaine do it for her. Her dad's probably did, though. <laughs> oh, that too. <laughs> no. Um, and yeah, and we do get mentioned that Sam says he still has feelings for Mercedes, so it's not like they're totally like throwing no, Sam Mercedes is, out the window. And honestly, people, this this relationship is the relationship that you get into before you while you're waiting for your other one to begin. Like everybody but has those. But it's also the type of relationship that you fall into when you've both come back to your hometown and you didn't Correct. want to be there. Yes. Right. When but there's it like also- it's like the the familiarity and the comfort and the availability. Yeah, it's not about some deep passionate love. It's just easy. No, and sometimes exactly. whenever you've had a hard time, you need easy. Yep. Which is yeah, exactly. It's also, you know, that's why, you know, Blade and Krasky, it's just Correct. Kind of this thing. It's thing. not a deep love connection. So it's easy and dumb. So can I ask a little Side divergent question because apparently I, you know, haven't watched anything else and am not prepared. Why are they all in Lima? Oh, okay. So quick recap. Um, they Why are all they are in college. Because the writers wanted everybody back in Lima to restart the Glee Club so they could mirror season one of the show and have a great win in sectionals. And then they will go off and be part of their real lives and Glee Club will continue on. Which would have been so easy if they had just jumped forward five years, but they didn't. So, Right? Like, why didn't they pull a... Why didn't they pull a One Tree Hill? Anybody watch yeah. that show? They yeah. literally just fast-forwarded <laughs> them four years so they were all graduated from college. Yeah. just skip forward. 
So what was the excuse? How did they all fail out of college? Oh, well, Kurt's okay. still technically in college. Yeah, he's okay. just so doing Kurt's his like in... internship. Yeah, Kurt's still in college. How is he he's... doing an internship? Because the one that he was doing at the nursing home fell through. So therefore, did it fall through, or he did he just no? Change, he changed it. He, yeah, he just he, changed it. He wanted to be there. To, he's really there to get Blaine back. Is yeah, why he's right. there. And um, Rachel's show failed, so she's yep. coming back. And then she decided to stay because her dads are getting divorced and selling the house, and it's all mixed yep. up in that. Um, Blaine is back because he failed out of Niata after the breakup, and he really had nowhere else to go, so he decided to go home. Mm-hmm. And then they gave him this position. At- oh, yeah, Dalton. Sorry, Dalton. Julia. I was just going to be really excited because, RB, you've been saying for ages you just wanted Blaine back as a warbler, so. Ta-da! 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 You got it. <laughs> She's like, this is not what I asked for. This is not what I asked for. <laughs> and, and lastly, um, Sam never went to college. He was doing the modeling thing in New York, and he got bored with it, done with New York. And so he came back to coach, mm-hmm. right? He's an assistant yep. coach yeah, he's an assistant with yep. Beast. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a shame. Sam would have made a really good Instagram thought. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Sam didn't like New York, and I can appreciate that about him. Yeah, I, I think there's, I mean, he also is kind of filling in the Finn role, but yes, um, right. Very much so. I, I do have, you know, I think not everybody has to go out to a big city and make it big. I, I'm glad that they have one character who definitely says, you know what, this isn't for me. I, I wish they would have put him in Lima, the Lima College. I think that if they, even the throwaway line, like, oh, he's getting, he's getting his degree so that he can be a teacher, that would have been mm-hmm. okay with me, but... Well, in this universe, you don't need a degree to be a teacher. Got me there. You just need to, you just need to be a warm body. Well, but then there's I mean, that didn't whole they thing have about... a 19-year-old school nurse, too? Like, yeah. Because no, because nobody needs a degree to be a medical I mean, if Terry could be a nurse, then that 19-year-old yeah, at least has some medical but experience. Terry was old enough to at least have had a degree. Like, I believe that she could have gone to Pretty school sure it wasn't and in gotten medicine. a nursing degree. Doubtful. Um. Anyway, what? What? I didn't. I didn't hear you. I'm I said so Iron sorry. Man was better. Is what I said. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's what anyway. I'm just gonna do every time you guys say that. I'm just gonna go. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's a real opinion I got there. Anyway, um. <laughs> Okay. Um, so the next day in Sue's office, yeah, like, um, I need more liquor. <laughs> do we oh. need to stop so you can get some new, some more liquor? No, I can do two things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Sue, Sue's office. Kurt runs into or Sue's office. office, as we're just gonna mash it together. <laughs> clearly, I can't talk tonight. Um, and I, I do like how that she goes talks on. Oh God, somebody else can talk. Anybody else want to explain this thing? <laughs> no. Which no. one are we talking about here? Okay. So, um, Kurt is in Sue's office again. And right. about he's confronting the- her about the bear, correct? Right. And again. <laughs> and I love how he actually, like, explains what the bear means in the gay community as if the majority of the watchers at this point of Glee don't understand that. 
That was really exactly. amazing. I, I do it. love that it's become a, a very gay-oriented show, and that it's very immersed in this gay culture. And like, oh yeah, I guess we should explain what a bear is for you know the five people who don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but also, again, he is like adamant about not getting together with Blaine again. But it's not. It's because Sue put a freaking bear in the apartment. Like that could have hurt put a them. Bear. So, I'm sorry. Every time the bear gets mentioned, all I see is a cute little bear on a <laughs> on a rainbow comforter. I'm like, and then you go, "Oh, where's your mommy?" And it's like, "Did you steal this bear from its mommy?" And or was she just hanging off off sides and was like getting ready to rail somebody? I'm like, Lima doesn't even just... have a zoo. Why did we think it did? <laughs> Exactly. So now I'm just having a lot of internal feelings about said bear. (laughs) That again have nothing to do with the bear that they were actually talking about. But the point is, you know, you wouldn't want to meddling in your life. No. So that is where his anger is coming from. Not because he actually wants to um, be over blame. Right. Um, I do think it's hilarious when he's like, I have a date. And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> she goes into this whole thing about I could be on an island and I would eat you first. And it's yes. I could have perfectly, you know, well-established <laughs> Rump, what was it? The delectable rump roast? Of porcelain. I just like uh-huh. when she's like, there could be any variety of dining establishments on this island and I would still eat you. <laughs> and the ca- camera takes a moment to actually yeah, like pan. Pans. <laughs> that is why he is angry. <laughs> and storms out there. <laughs> oh man, we're snarky. We need, I mean, she would have some words. Shout out to snarky. Wait, yeah, wait you out. think that we don't have enough words? Have we not had enough words for you? Have we not embarrassed you enough already? You want to cast us aside and go, man, you know what? I need the A squad. I'm stuck here with the B team. Mm. <laughs> well, How dare you, sir? At least the A squad has Spider-Man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, granted, I mean, there's an A on his head. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> I'm so sorry for my listeners. Okay. Anyway. You're not sorry. You have no regret. <laughs> That's true. Just like. Oh, man. Teller of falsehoods. I know. Teller of falsehoods. <sighs> okay. So, um, moving on, we have piano lessons. Oh my god, I love the piano lesson so much. I I love Snarky Blaine because you know, Rachel says, you know, I used to have I used to do piano lessons, but then I just got bored and I quit. And he's like, that's so unlike you. <laughs> so unlike you. <laughs> I so much of this episode is fourth wall breaking and having characters be the voice of fandom. And that's mm-hmm. one of them that I absolutely adore. <laughs> Yes. And and her look on her face. And this is another one of those moments where I think we're reminded why do they keep having Leah Michelle play so many serious scenes? She is obviously much better as a comedic actress. She is. She I, is mm-hmm. funny. She has wonderful mm-hmm. timing. She has wonderful facial expressions that when they have to move it to 
her being serious, she just looks gassy. But when they have her be funny, <laughs> it's hilarious. It is. And I, I was just thinking about that, though. Like, I have to give Leah Michelle a lot of credit because she actually is a really good actress. And I know a lot of times, like, Rachel spends so long just being whiny about Finn and whiny about Brody and whiny but about... Man, when they let her be <sighs> funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. one part of season she six I actually really, really like. They let Rachel be very entertaining in this season. And I mean, mm-hmm. what, one of my all-time favorite Glee quotes is still, at least I didn't fall and break my talent. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, that is an iconic line. And she delivered it with such aplomb. And I'm just like, why don't they let you be funny? Why do they keep trying to turn you into this serious heartthrob and this leading lady. You're not the leading lady. You are the hilarious best friend and please be the hilarious best friend. Yeah, exactly. She Rachel's always worked a lot better as a not as not the focal point. Mm-hmm. And this season there are so many other things going on that it she does take a even though she's still framed as the main character, she still takes a back seat to a lot of the action going on. Well, right? it's not even that she takes a back seat. It's just that so much is going on and it's not in the background of her. So it's like, also, Oh, go, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it's like, she's still the main character, but there's all the stories don't automatically involve her. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and she's also not the love interest, too. Right. right. I, I think that's say. the problem, is that she loses a lot of that kind of complexity when she just becomes the love interest, which, uh-huh. you know, yeah. happened. I mean, and yeah, there's this relationship with go- with Sam that's going on right here, but it's not serious. I mean, but, right. it, it's yeah. all comedic. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, also, I don't, I'm sorry. I just want to say nope, one more thing about Rachel. Okay. I was going to say they also took they took her down to the very bottom. I mean, they took everybody down to the very bottom. But they sometimes they would take other people down, but they would leave her up at the top. But they took that her was down. That was so too. frustrating. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. down there, and she's struggling, and she's also working hard to. I mean, she's still Rachel. She's still going to ask Will to take it easy on her. She's still going to ask Blaine to take it easy on them. But she also is still working but really why hard. Why would she ask it. that? Like, if I was in her position, I would one hundred percent ask that. But yeah, that's kind of my point. Like, like, she's still I working hard. Well, but she's like, so yeah, so they're letting anyway. her have to work for it, which Correct. is really satisfying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And it has to be more satisfying as an actor. Yeah. Like actually getting to play things. Yep. All right. So Sue comes down and is, you know, Sue a bit. And then. <laughs> she just then... comes down to Sue a bit. That's mm. <laughs> kind of what happens. I mean, oh, man. Um, and then we get our first song. There's not really a whole lot of songs in this episode. Um, and we get our first song, which is Bitch. And this is the perfect song for Sue. I'm amazed we didn't get it earlier, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, but she's, I enjoy the song so much. I I do like the perfect song for her. And it's a really great, um, range for Jane Lynch as well. Mm -hmm. This song cracks me up because when I, when it like not first came out, but when I, when it, when I was younger and I really liked it, I was not allowed to say that word. So I would like sing it in my room by myself and like, ha mom, you can't hear me singing this by myself. (laughs) 
Bethany has oh, a dark I was such side. A good girl that I like censored myself even in private. So, <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I on, wouldn't say it. Someone lived on the edge, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Bitch in my bedroom, <laughs> where nobody can hear me." Where nobody can. I mean, this honestly sounds like a John Mulaney sketch. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I've started like saying things and putting my hands on my hips and nodding my head like he does. I'm oh like, goodness. you're not John Mulaney. He needed to cut You know it. what? If there was ever anybody to emulate, I feel like emulating John Mulaney is a pretty solid choice. Correct. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, in all honesty, there are some days where I just yell, straight smarts! And <laughs> see, see who gets it. And so many people. Actually, the one that I do quite often is anytime there's something going on in the politics, I just go, that's what I thought you'd say, you dumb fucking horse. Yep. And then, and me, I always say, well, or, or, this might as well happen. That's what I mean. <laughs> I mean, if ever there was a motto for adulthood, it's, well, this might as well happen. Right. <laughs> that should be the title of the episode. I need to write that down. That might as well happen. Okay. Well, this might as well happen. Okay. So um, then we move into another breadstick scene, uh, which is delightfully funny. Um, so we have sticks. Oh okay, so we have yeah, because there's only like three sets. Uh, <laughs> we have Blaine and Karofsky, and Blaine is like, you know, he's like, ah, this is why I like you because you're you have the ability to change for the better, and you're a good guy. And I think it's another talking to the audience saying, Correct. "Hey, Karofsky is not the same person he used to be." Mm-hmm. So. And then Sue comes along <laughs> to just fuck it all up. Sue comes in to do a little suing. Correction. <laughs> um, and yeah, when she gets this, like, you know, I assume fake family tree and shows how that they're related, which I'm pretty sure they're not. Um, and See, I mean, I'm kind of hoping that that's all true. Like, of all of the things that she she built a shrine in a um, storage in a, locker in a storage unit, it would not surprise me if she did a little googling. Well, and if you go back far enough, everybody's related to everybody anyway. That's and, true. So, but yeah, um, and then I I actually like when all the guys start like turning there, like, hey, it's Dave. <laughs> <laughs> So, watching this now, I found that very charming and very funny. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) It gave me anxiety. Like, I hope nobody ever. It's nice watching without having the baggage of like live watching and being angry at things that are going on. Exactly. So, I feel like I'm getting to enjoy it a little bit more. And it's like, oh, this is how it was intended. Exactly. That's how I feel about it now. I, I feel like I'm past any kind of anger or resentment. And I've gotten back to the friendship stage of my relationship moved with Blake. moved on from those, from those moments. But I thought that was really funny. And, and, on the, and now that I no longer have the recoiling when I see his face. Yeah. It was kind of like... Oh, I'm glad that you've gotten to get around. Good for you. You um, find your bear, sweetie. And yeah, then you go, and you picked Blaine? 
Right. <laughs> right. Well, I think that's kind of the right. point, but yes. Right. right. But still, it's just kind of like, uh, this is what you picked? <laughs> oh, I mean, precious muffin, but... Uh. Mm. Am I forgetting? Is there anything else in that scene? Because that's the one that I didn't actually watch before we started. Uh, I don't think so. It was all of the... All the different guys, and then Sue came up and said, "And you're related." Okay, because <laughs> the we'll and we'll get to the Kurt Walter one is just a little bit longer, but okay. Um, so she talks. <laughs> Sorry, because <laughs> this is kind of how I talk. Anyway, um, so Rachel and Sam are doing more piano lessons, and um. Kind of is this is where they is this where they go into that song or is it later? Yes. On? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it no, a thousand there. years? Thousand miles? A thousand, thousand, no, a thousand miles, yeah. A thousand miles. Vanessa thousand Carlton. Miles. Okay. It's fine. It's another song that Be- the teenage Bethany danced to in her bedroom. Just right? Did she? Oh yeah. College for me. Fun story. One of my friends in college went to high school with what's no her way. face and Vanessa was really? like she was a bitch I'm like I can see it <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my fun story <laughs> that was a great story well, thank, thank you, you. Story. <laughs> um I, I'm indifferent about it it seems obligatory the only thing that bugs me is that in the original music video she's driving the piano and in theirs they're being pulled well, because it's supposed to be related to the flatbed, right? Yeah. Isn't it supposed to be his trigger word? Oh, yeah. I didn't put that together. That makes yeah. sense. You know, I can think of other great characters in media who have trigger words. Things that <laughs> would turn them into killers. But they're not. But say Robert Redford would use those sorts of words. And say you know, Bucky Barnes would just oh throw it on. At least Tony's best friend. At least Tony's best friend is not a serial killer. Whatever. Not a serial killer. Child. Mind wipe. He was trying hard. And you know what? Captain Marvel had the same thing happen, but nobody's in there like, oh my god, you're killing people. She killed fucking planets because I you feel like waving too. a watch in front of everybody going, wow, you're hypnotized, aren't you? And now we're going to go back and talk about Glee. Glee! Glee! Isn't Glee amazing? Yeah, I so love this show. (laughs) Well, I will trust you because you do have the medical degree and I do not. So, I can be the bigger person. (laughs) I haven't been the bigger person this entire time! Carmel High, and this has got to be one of my favorite scenes ever of the show. Because she goes in to talk to Principal Gunderson. (laughs) 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 Oh oh my god. 
actor's name. I can never say it. Yeah. There he is in a blonde wig, being his younger sister. (laughs) That was a twin sister. They're twins. No, they're twins. They're twins. But by oh well, that's true. but she's still technically younger. I am so oh. happy. Figgins' birth name is Principal. <laughs> <laughs> I am so happy that I did not know this was coming because I legit cackled. <laughs> I still laugh at it. <laughs> no, I am Abigail Figgins Gunderson. <laughs> it is a classic. <laughs> because here's Sue, Miss, you know, cracked out crackiness, fourth wall breaking, whatever. And even she is like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> it's really hard to out Sue Sue. She was out sued. So uh, shout out to Abigail Figgins Gunderson. You are amazing and in our hearts, and we appreciate you. (laughs) (laughs) And your brother, Principal. (laughs) He was first named Principal. He was the oldest. (laughs) (laughs) You imagine that script like, all right, here we go. I'm pretty sure he was happy to do it. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> well, and I think it's like the next scene when he um, is talking with Blaine and like scraping gum off. So you're not supposed to think that he's like um, cross-dressing and trying to put something over Sue. Oh no, no, this is all real. I love it. Uh, yeah, because I think the first time I watched it, I'm like, is he, is he like faking it? And I'm like, no, it's actually another character. Yes. <laughs> I appreciate that so much. The reason she's there is to tell about talk about Will being a cheater, but who really cares? Whatever. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So then we have a choir room. Actual, I think it's the first time we have an actual choir room scene in this episode. <laughs> and, um, yeah, they, they, they're basically going over the rules of the Invitational, and there are, you know, there's only four of them at the moment, Roderick, Jane, Madison, and Mason, and they're all kind of nervous about it. Um, but yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. That's fine. Just fine. Totally fine. Just fine. It's that episode in the office. Everything will be just fine. Just fine. Just fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Spoiler Maybe- alert. It was. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So the next scene is Will coming into Sue's office, um, basically saying, "How dare you?" Again. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really care. I I haven't (laughs) heard this one before. It was brand new to me, so. Yeah, and you know what's funny? I think like the first time I heard that because it's a big long speech, fourth wall breaking about everything that's wrong with Will. And the first time I heard it, I thought it was really funny, but I don't know. I wasn't as amused as amused when I went back to it this time. Hmm. So, um, I also felt like it. It was something that we've heard before. Mm -hmm. And so um, contrast that to um, um, Santana's um, takedown of Kurt. What was it? The episode before? The previous episode, yeah. 
Yeah, you know, where it was this long tirade that she went on over Kurt. I mean, that was pretty funny because it was something that she hadn't done before. And, (laughs) I mean, I found it pretty funny, actually. Um, You know what's interesting? The people on the podcast, when we did that one, didn't like it. I mean, and it's fine. There's no, I mean, if you don't like it, you don't like it. I just thought it was interesting um, that, like, yeah. I don't know, but yeah, no, I've I've heard a lot of um, um, anger over that one as well. The um, Santana but, rant, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I didn't like it either. I'm I'm definitely in that camp of not liking it, huh. which is fine. Like I can I can appreciate why people thought it was funny. I just didn't. Interesting. Yeah, I thought it was funny, you know. But then I <laughs> listened to this tirade with Sue and Will, and I'm like, and I don't find that particularly funny. Yeah, I don't. I mean, like I, the first time I heard it, I thought it was really funny when they started talking about some of you know real on the nose stuff. But this time around, I didn't find it as funny. I don't know. Mm. Is Arby still there? How I She's the gotten really episode. quiet. Okay, I, you just got really quiet. Well, I. Didn't watch that episode, so I don't have any way to comment. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought you might have a comment on the the Will Sue one. You were talking about Santana. I don't care for Santana, so yeah, yeah. I, I think really that's probably my that she does. That's probably my biggest issue with it as well. Is I don't care for Santana much. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> well, what did you think of the Will Sue one? Like Sue ran at Will. But anyway. I didn't watch it, so I can't remember what it is. (laughs) I I, I did watch it, but it obviously didn't make a big impression because I don't remember. Okay. I think I skipped over that the last time I rewatched this episode. (laughs) I might have been folding my laundry. I'm so sorry. That's okay. (laughs) I'm a horrible podcaster. You can kick me out if you want. No, I just want to make sure your voices are heard. Yeah, because I definitely have a problem interjecting when Correct. I have an opinion. Same. I'm real bad about <laughs> about what I feel. <laughs> well, now that we're all on the same page. <laughs> okay. So, now that we're past that. Um, I got my notes messed up again. This is the end. Of the- okay. So, we now get into the Kurt and Blaine scene of the episode. Which Yay! they only technically Woo-hoo! have one, even though they they like had a little bit of the stuff with the bear, but um, um the bear. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so the whole thing about this is that Blaine's all huffy and puffy about you know Karofsky and Karofsky dating everybody and possibly being related to it, and it's. I think it's interesting that, you know, he comes in, he's in a, like, Blaine comes in, he's all in a huff. He's like, my relationship sucks, blah, 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 blah. Then, like, when Kurt is, like, you know, he's uncomfortable. But then he's like, I have a date tonight. And then Blaine is like, oh, shit, that's, that's right. We're actually, it's an interesting thing. I don't know. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely one of those things where it's like, I've moved on with my life, but I forgot that me doing that means that you also will, too. Well, but it was also kind of like a um, boyfriend conversation of coming up and ranting about your day to your boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, this very much of a, can you believe what's happened to me? I'm so mad about all of this. And then Kurt says, yeah, we're not dating. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm dating somebody else or I'm considering this. And it was like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, our relationship's not the way it was. 
Right. Exactly. Well, and I think, you know, when Kurt first got back, he's like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get your heart back. We're going to be all this together. And then he's like, well, okay, I'm going to go out and date. And I think it's the first time Blaine, it really clicks with Blaine that like, oh, wait a minute. Kurt could actually move on. Like, I'm still a little Mm -hmm. bit angry about the whole Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. But we have been, you know, I'm sorry. We have been trying to be friends. Well, but I also think that, you know, there's this perception that Blaine thinks that it's on his timetable. Right. Of, you know, he will continue to do what he's doing and Kurt will be there waiting because he Mm -hmm. has been. Which is exactly what Kurt did. Right. Before. So it's like, so in like Blaine's head, he's like, I don't know if I can explain this exactly the way I want to. So it's like Blaine is thinking, well, and I don't think it's consciously. I think it's all un, uh, subconsciously. Sub, yeah. That it's like, yeah, not unconsciously. That's not the word. <laughs> I mean. It's subconsciously. So Kurt, you know, I, um, how do I want to say this? Kurt knew that I would be ready whenever he came back to me. Therefore, Kurt should be ready when I'm ready to go back to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so there's yeah, definitely and I, some very nice parallels going on there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, and what do you guys think of the dialogue where Blaine is like, well, he says something like, well, like you always say, we're better off as friends. And like, then they go into the, like, yeah, well, you were my first love. Test and- too much. Exactly. <laughs> um, I think I mean, bros being oh, bros there. I mean, yeah. a lot of us have given that same speech of, we are just better as friends because if we said what we were actually thinking, we would expose ourselves as vulnerable and right. No, we're not going to do that. Well, also there's also that, like that feeling of, you know, I'm not going to expose myself if you're not going to. So I'm going to say this because I know it's safe. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, um, Again, I don't know if I'm going to say this exactly the way I want to, but it's like he's Kurt's going to say this to like gauge Blaine's reaction, and so Blaine's yes. going to do the same thing to gauge Kurt's. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Well, and I even mean I even agree with that in the when Kurt is talking about. I mean, yeah, he wants to be honest with Blaine because they've always been pretty open with each other, um, and they are trying to be friends again. That's evidence, you know, in the last couple episodes that they're trying to get you know, some kind of relationship back. Um, but, you know, Kurt's also like, hey, if I, I tell you I'm going to have a date, you know. I want to see what you're going to say. I want to exactly. see what you're going to do. I want to see how you're going to react. Exactly. Yes. yes. So, you know, Blaine is, and instead of Blaine saying, you know what, screw Krosky, I want to be with you still. He's like, yeah, well. Um, sure, that he's gonna be, you know, he's gonna be dating a great guy, you know, right? Because Blaine is still there's still an element of Blaine not being ready, as much as he's, you know, I mean, as Karofsky will later say, once, uh, you know, once Kurt came out back into town, there was a time, there was a what is how does he say a time clock or a time bomb or something time like bomb or something like that like as much as that's all true blaine still has to get like he still has to get to a place where he's ready and he's not there yet exactly um and 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 you got to notice that you know the minute this conversation happens with the kurt part of it going on a date 
that's when Blaine's like, uh, okay, I gotta go. Like, yeah. he's very short to the point, and he gets mm-hmm. out of there. He's like, I, okay, you know. Yeah, he ran. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he rode runners right out of there. But he gave him a hug. He gave him a hug, mm-hmm. and it was like a cute little awkward hug. Yes, where I, there's still where there's still that muscle memory of oh, I would always kiss him when I said goodbye, and we can't do that anymore. Yeah. It's you know not I mean? as awkward as the hug that is in the first episode of season but it's, six, but it's still but there. It's, yeah. yeah, there's still that awkwardness there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's coming, but it's not there yet. And mm-hmm. and then you see we linger on Kurt, and this is when Kurt just kind of takes a second, and he's sad because he is sad. yeah, yeah. Because I think really... a small part of him was hoping that Blaine would be like, like upset that he was going on yeah. this date. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Exactly. I, I mean, he. I think he could, or at least I could definitely sense that Blaine was upset, but it was upset and not quite the right way. Right. Yeah. You know, or maybe not. They're quite. testing each other, and mm-hmm. they didn't get the responses that they were wanting from each other. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. So yeah. Oh, poor Kurt. Oh, he's idiots. Idiots. Well, why don't we do something about that? We will in a little bit. <laughs> Somebody needs to <laughs> like, lock these two in a room together. In a- Elevator, maybe. <laughs> you know, I that's mean, a really good idea. Somebody, somebody should write a should book about that. Elevator. <laughs> somebody should yeah. write a musical about that. Yeah. <laughs> Does somebody lock them in an elevator? Fingers crossed. Uh, we'll find out. We still have some more scenes of this episode, though. Uh, uh, <laughs> Pam, is it over yet? Pam, <laughs> can you get locking in an elevator part? Nobody has turned to dust yet, so we got to keep going. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll get there. Hey, you guys knew what you were getting on too. Okay. True. Um, all, all right. right. Well, let's let's move quickly with this because it's also okay. All right. So um, we'll get through really quickly. Sam and Rachel have another moment. They kiss because of Sue's spell. Um, but then when it's like she's a witch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh. gonna spell on you. <laughs> oh my god! How, um, how does Rachel get so good at the piano in like an afternoon? Well, I don't know. Um, I it mean, was probably it was probably the Sue Witch. Again. Sue Witch. Uh, Rachel, <laughs> this is me being way too neurotic and whatever but she has some idea of how to play the piano because she tunes or she um warms up to it with herself so she has some okay you know what i mean like she's always had some at least knows where the notes are well she took piano lessons when she was young but she quit right (laughs) so um so yeah that happens and now sam has kissed every girl in the cast um go sam (laughs) he didn't kiss did he kiss Kitty? Uh, I mean, oh. the original main cast. Okay, original, fine. Yeah. All right. So, uh, maybe, uh, you know, maybe Tina? he and... Yeah, yes. Yeah, I remember they made out with Tina. Oh, yes, I remember, yeah, the whole... The, the three fondle each other happen. boobs and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Under so. Uranus. <sighs> okay. They should have had a threesome. Who said they didn't? I think I read that fic. <laughs> I hope they did. I feel like they would. They would have fun. Yeah. 
Okay, so uh, Sam is like, oh god. You guys said he wanted to get through this. I'm trying. <laughs> True. So when it goes into past midnight, don't yell at me. Um so Sue hypnotizes Sam again and gonna wreck the invitational or something like that. So anyway. Okay, so then we get our terrible other- song choices. Like those were excellent glee because those were just so amazingly awful. That's yeah. <laughs> I had to look them up. Do yourself a favor, look up all of these choices. They are utterly horrible songs. Um, the, the dear Mr. Jesus, I am. Um, yeah, I kind of wanted them to perform that one. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so then we get our, what is this, third or fourth breadstick scene of this episode? My God. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, and Kurt goes into his blind date, and it is Walter. And this is our first instant of Walter. Walter. And I think in this particular scene, he is utterly creepy. Um, I don't think he is necessarily in the next episode, but the scene is like, he is, he is so super creepy in this. I mean... So- it is super creepy, one, to not put up a picture that actually looks like you in this current time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two, if you're going to be three times somebody's age, be fucking open about it. Because Correct. some people are totally into that, some people are not. And instead, you tricked a kid who is 19 21. into going on a date with your 60-year-old self. Well, yes, he's exactly. still way too old for him. No, but, I agree, but I'm just... <laughs> no, no, I was... But, like, I, if Kurt had gone into that with his eyes open and been like, oh, I kind of want to see what it's like to date Silver Fox. Right. Like, Which I actually can see. see. I can see Kurt doing. I really Absolutely. can. Like, mm-hmm. if he had been honest, I don't think that it would have turned her turn exactly. off. I think he but probably instead, still would have... But instead, he's like, here's a picture of me from the 70s, and he's like, oh, this is so vintage. I wonder what Instagram filter you used on this, and you didn't use an Instagram filter. It's from an actual Polaroid. I think also from when the you, 70s. You know, here you are, you're in your 50s, you just got a divorce, you have children, and you just figured out that you're gay. That's a lot to put yes. on. A 21-year-old. Although, I have to say, being part of a community where um, I know a lot of men who came out later, they all seem to be ending up dating these younger men. And I, I don't know. Yeah. about it. Yeah, that's like it's it's the it's the tricking him into going on a date with somebody who he didn't know he was going to go on a date on. That's like, ugh. Just yeah. be open about it, dude. Yeah. Be like, I'm 58 and fabulous. Don't you want to come let me be your sugar daddy? And there are going to be a whole slew of real fit young guys being like, yeah, feed me, bitch. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford food on my own. I mean, how many of us have gone on a Tinder date because you were younger and they would pay for your meal? Is that just me? No, I've never I been mean, on a Tinder date. Tinder date didn't exist when I was younger. I've been on an okay Cupid date, but I don't like Tinder. But I know what you mean. I agree. Yeah, yeah, no, I know Tinder what you mean. Garbage, but. Tinder is garbage. Tinder is garbage. The yeah. only thing, the so Harry yeah. Hamlin has been in a lot of things. I'm not saying that he hasn't. I'm sure he has. But the main thing that I know him from is Veronica Mars, and he played a very similar guy in that. And he was also creepy, and also sleeping with somebody who was way too young for him. And it just <laughs> gave me. Like, I'm watching Veronica Mars for the first time right now. Oh, it's such a Don't worry, I've already seen those episodes, so I know. But yes, (laughs) um, (laughs) I would agree with the same vibe. The only way I know him, I know him as uh, Lisa Rinna's husband. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, like, I, real, yeah, yeah. Because weren't they like um, married on Veronica Mars? Yeah, yeah. That's his. That's his actual wife. They've been oh. married for like a million years. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're yeah. like um, she. She like, like tweeted it. She's like, you'll never guess what my husband's playing on Glee. Yeah, <laughs> she's a sweetheart. Like her a lot. No, and I really one of the housewives though. Is she on one of the housewives shows? Yeah, she's on Beverly Hills. Is she? Yeah. I don't um I don't mind Walter going forward, but yeah, this first it's just like uh yeah. and then they say, you know, they say they're gonna be just start off as friends and see where it goes. Also, he super guilted Kurt into saying Correct. Yes, yes, he like, did. Basically Ugh. so so sitting there listening to it was every bad date that I've been on. Who's like a camp? Yeah. Fine. I guess you didn't like this. Yeah, exactly. Tell me no. And I'm just like, shut up, dude. Yeah. And you like, want to hear? Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, when you, you know, it's also playing off that, but when you're young and you don't know how to say no yet. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like you are still in that well, you know, I don't want to hurt his feelings place where you get, you kind of reach that when you get a little bit older and you're like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you're about your feelings. Like, yeah, you're still, it's still playing on that. Feelings now. Well, exactly. I didn't mean now, RB. <laughs> no, 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 I was, ag- I was agreeing with you. I absolutely yeah. don't care mm-hmm. about their feelings now. But yeah, when I was younger, it was like, oh, I don't want this person to be mad at me. This person yeah. who I've never met. I'm not going to go on another date with. I don't want them to be mad at me. And I was or like, label me as a bitch, or yeah. like it's and, it's still that young place where. And now I don't care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it, it uh, there's a couple things also. I mean, it's not like Kurt's not going to talk about Blaine at like every second because Walter is definitely going to know who Blaine is by the time we get to transitioning. Mm-hmm. And um, I, you know, it's. But yeah, it, they could have done a whole thing where, like, it, it, it if Kurt knew going in, it would have been fine and more believable. Um, but yeah, this the way yes. this whole scene is, it's not really that funny. I just think it's awkward and just like, ugh. And I don't know. Just, but um, it's not surprising that they bonded over Golden Girls. Just need to throw I that know. out there. I do right. like that. And see, that was the thing. Even back then, I was like, you know, if the whole creepy aspect hadn't been of Walter hadn't been there, I would totally buy this. I would totally buy Kurt wanting to explore a relationship with an older man who, you know, because Kurt was born, he's a, he has an old soul. He mm-hmm. he's going to get along with an older person. He wanted. He's like working he, in a retirement home for goodness sake. Like I feel like he'd share a lot of interests with yes, a yeah, more mature, and he would. It would give him a chance to to feel more mature. And I feel like that's something right. that it Kurt goes would really enjoy. Exactly. It goes back to his comment about how, you know, he and Blaine broke up because they were too young. Uh-huh. So it makes sense for Kurt to then try to date somebody older in order to make him feel better about the whole thing. But I also... Like, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I keep in no. him. I'm sorry. No, no, no. So <laughs> no. I was just thinking, like, because I had a friend who 
basically like she did a very similar thing where she like dated somebody older because she thought that she should and then she's like all it really taught me was that I really am the age I am because you know you Mm -hmm. you get into these mindsets where you're like oh this is so immature and I don't want to deal with this but then you date somebody who's older and you're like well actually I'm not really that either I really am the age that I am and I need to date within that age range I exactly um, and I also think, in addition to that, Kurt kind of sees this not, even when he's okay with it, like in the next episode or whatever, it's just something that he's doing while he mm-hmm. waits for Blaine yes. to get rid of Krosky. Because at every second, the, the minute Blaine is like, you know, hey, I want attention from you now, Kurt's there. Yeah, um, right. And willing so. to give him the attention that he wants. And the second that he's ready for Blaine where he thinks Blaine might be ready, he's going to drop Walter like an old hat. Because it's not what he is. Literally. <laughs> right? <laughs> Sorry. But yeah. Um, the other thing I want to point out, just because I think it's a funny thing, um, the show goes out of its way to mention like Blaine and Karofsky as sexual beings, but uh-huh. not Kurt and Walter. Every time, like when Sue is making like obnoxious jokes, it's always like, you know, Blaine is boning Karofsky and Kurt is reading the newspaper to Walter. It, it's it like, I just think it's funny the way she makes it, it like the show tries to frame, like this is definitely a sexual relationship and this mm-hmm. is just something else. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. You're going to have to save those thoughts for when we talk about curtain sex. Booyah, I will. I will definitely. <laughs> Getting a whole podcast on it. Okay. Um, all right. So then we get into, oh, this is the weird scene where Sam is stealing Will's mail. Yeah. Because of, yeah, it is a thing. Um, yeah. It's um, a weird thing mm-hmm. that I don't like, but it's a thing. Yeah, whatever. If we don't really have to talk about it, <laughs> like we'll tell Sam to go away though. And then there's another run Joey run, run comment because Sam like is blaming Rachel for things. But anyway, um, okay. So then we get the ending of the episode, which I cannot stand because it's just a lot of songs. They it's it's so funny. It's like the show's like, oh yeah, we have to have more songs in this episode. Uh, let's have Vocal Adrenaline do a set of two songs and that's what they do so it's very interesting i feel like all of the music in this episode was completely superfluous yeah it was mm-hmm. they were there's only really four songs and Bitch. like it was, it was there Bitch because we needed to put songs in but it wasn't like it i i barely remember I mean, I agree with Julia about bitch. I think that one really belongs there. But the other ones, yeah, I don't even remember. I didn't remember when I was listening this morning. I was like, oh, yeah, that one was in that one. Oh, yeah, Um, that one. The other thing is, okay, so I I do have a, a quick thing to say about Rock Lobster and Whip It, which is vocal adrenaline, which they didn't need to. They, they just, you could tell they just didn't have anything else for this episode. Mm-hmm. So they're like, yeah. let's just uh, end it like this. Um, it is cool. like... This drives me crazy when Glee does this. This is a competition, and this it's a singing competition, and all they're doing is singing Rock Lobster and Whip It. Whip It Go. Yep. It's not singing. It's no. just a bunch of parading around in weird costumes. It drives me crazy. <laughs> but vocal Adrenaline has always really leaned heavily on dance, except for when Jesse is singing. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. So, so yeah. Um, also, Will looks super smug about the whole thing, and you just want to smack him across, across the face because, like, stop. So anyway, so yeah, that's the Hurt Locker Part One. Okay, stay okay. tuned. Stay tuned. Right so go ahead and go to the bathroom, and I probably will cut this right here. And then stay tuned for part two, which will start in just a few seconds. Hello, and we are back for Hurt Locker part two. If you're just tuning in, we just did the Hurt Locker. And I have RB and Bethany and Redhead Gleek with me. And we are going to be talking about the second part of the Hurt Locker, which is the better part, personally. But Correct. So, okay, so we start with, um, we kick off where we left off, um, talking about, or it was the Invitationals and Focal Adrenaline just did their performance, and Sue, is this where Sue says it's going to be like a two-day thing, or three-day day Three-day thing. Three-day day. Day. <laughs> like, we're like, where will we sleep? <laughs> I assume that inside each sleep other. inside each other. <laughs> I assume inside each other. You know what's so funny is like we had when I because I did drama in high school and the way that our high school was set up, the auditorium was in a separate building. Like it had classrooms and stuff in it too, but it was like separated from the other parts. So we very often stayed till very late hours of the night, and they would just lock the rest of the school and then leave our part open. Really, she doesn't have anything to do with anything except for it's a cool story that I happened. Hmm. Hmm, like how I dare spent, you tell I spent, us the story right we and we would like we would purposely do like lock-ins and stuff when we had overnight rehearsals yeah oh really mm-hmm. yeah that really sounds scandalous i mean there was lots of <laughs> there was a uh, overnight well, like, sleepovers lock-ins i mean well we're learning a lot about dark yeah, apparently i have a dark so. side Dancing Jeez. in my room, stealing glasses. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you did not mention that actually on the podcast, so I don't know if you want to re-bring that up. Um, so, who's going to come after her? Laugh, please. Can I get you? <laughs> oh my god! Okay, I that we have different levels of what bad is. Really? Oh my god! Hey, I you guys had the a... ones who were saying "bitch" in your bedroom when Correct. you were teenagers. That was me. Woo-hoo. I had a professor who used to call me Pollyanna. Really? Mm-hmm. I had a professor who used to shoot who tried to shoot me <sighs> through in a cannon. No, no, hmm. she was something like with a she... gun tried to shoot you. Well, she didn't try. She just threatened. Oh. Oh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Did she get fired? No, she was tenured. Oh, my God. The American school system. <laughs> well, anyway. Um, <laughs> so, then, this is where Sue also says, this is where Sue says she has, there's only one real rule that there has to be 12 members to compete. And... Uh, Basically, so I love when she's like, even if one of your directors is kidnapped and you can't find them. 
I, I mean, love it. She was giving them fair warning, and nobody believed her. Nobody That's took true. her seriously. That's true. And of course, this doesn't come up when you know um, Rachel is calling, saying, "I don't know where Kurt is. He's been kidnapped," and it doesn't occur that maybe Sue's behind it. I don't know. Mm. Look, she's also not the sharpest crayon in the box. Hey, they were the ones dumb enough to get into an elevator that just magically appeared. So, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. Nobody um, nobody in this show is a real brilliant. <laughs> no is a real brilliant star. Okay, so um, Kurt and Rachel talk about their, their issue with not having enough people, though. And this is when Kurt... Basically says, you have to go get Kitty. And Rachel's like, no, I can't get Kitty. And he's like, you must get Kitty. And Rachel's like, but I'm so self-centered. And I didn't know anything about them. And I still don't know their names. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. It's not like Kurt really knew them much better. But I guess, you know, Blaine at least was talking to Kurt. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. All right, so then we get yet again another breadstick scene because there's just not enough in these two. Um, maybe Ian <laughs> Do you Brian think it really like there's a little bit of a fill of like um, Glee is trying to make use of all of the sets that they have. Yeah, because like, this is the, we're doing the it sure that their budget for this after this season was like a Zero. gift card to the Olive Garden and a ten dollar bill somebody found in a Exactly. Um. And this scene, I actually think, is really funny. Because um, they're on their, uh, you know, second date-ish thing. I don't know. Um, and this is when Sue comes up and she's got oh the prom God. button. Yes. And, <laughs> and Kurt's um, like, this is just kind of how she talks. <laughs> exactly. Um, I She sticks um, oh, the no. clean button on Walter and the I love old people button on Kurt. And... <laughs> The thing that I love about it is that Walter finds her hilarious because she is being really funny. (laughs) (laughs) And Um, she doesn't know how to deal with that either. She, like, just leaves. Well, I also, this is my favorite thing, my favorite running joke of the entire series is it's Sue's age. They've actually kept it consistent because she says she's 34 and in season one she says she's 29 and it it works. And she just cracks me up. Oh my yes. god. That they <laughs> the have remembered thing that Lee is consistent on Sue's age. Um and I love that Kurt like spits out his drinker just it's like, oh my god. Oh my crazy. gosh, yeah. So so yeah, and I think Walter comes off a lot better in this scene than he did in his first Definitely. scene. So yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah. Okay, so um, then we get oh, what do we get next? Oh, we get a return to the Hurt Locker, but we haven't yes. seen since the beginning of the other one. Yep, yep. And um, this she this is where she shows the footage of them. Yes, and, you know. And it, okay, so I have a few things to say about this. First of all, shout out to the Come What May sequence because it is a dream sequence, and I love Becky's like this looks like it's a dream sequence, right? Um. She also <laughs> she also mentions that they don't they lo- don't even look like they like each other and they're purposely showing scenes where like it's not about them it's mm-hmm. like the scene hey 
You know what, RB? This is stuff from um, Big Brother that they keep showing. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, throw it is. that throw that out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not like they're going to have chemistry when they're literally just you know standing next to each other talking about something completely arbitrary and like it. it but it's also commentary on fandom's obsession, particularly in season three, about how they weren't touching at all and mm-hmm. how the yeah, many like, times that they would tweet at. Ryan Murphy saying, oh, my gosh, why won't you just, you know, give us some affection here? I, I mean, this was them commenting on that, too. So Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and <laughs> um, good Lord, come on, right? traffic. Sorry, I don't know why it's so noisy this late at night. Um, Everybody's getting off their night shifts. Oh. Um, yeah, like Sue, 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 uh, it tells Becky that she's got a lot to learn, and Becky's like, But I have a hot boyfriend, <laughs> like, <laughs> I like that. So, so yeah, just kind of gets us into the groove again as if we didn't watch last week. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, okay, so then we get Rachel and the return of Kitty, and Rachel goes out of her way to learn things about Kitty. And try and get Kitty back. And we actually get a really emotional Kitty who Mm -hmm. says that, you know, this is something that she really wanted. And so you made it miserable for them. And Rachel Mm -hmm. makes an effort to try and get her back. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, um, felt very much like um, late season five Kitty, you know, Mm -hmm. where she's done Mm -hmm. more of the, I guess not late season five, late middle season five. Mm Mm-hmm. Where she's done a lot of the growth and so here we go. We get to this lovely plot line that I just adore the heck out of. Um, so Blaine comes out of the, the faculty bathroom, which he feels grown up. Um, and Aww, such a Blaine later. thing. Like he feels grown up because he used the faculty bathroom. Oh my gosh! And I, cheeks. I love that when they are. Um, they're they're walking and talking just about little things and um they're so easy with each other yes. here like it's yes. such a i don't know if they've just been talking on the phone more or you know you can kind of fill in the blanks here but I there's think so yeah i think that they've been talking a lot more i think they've probably been texting a lot more like the easiness has come back to their relationship where it's not like even when blaine says like Kurt's like, well, do you want me to walk with you? And Blaine's like, I think that would be great. Like, it's just like the easiness is just there. And it, but it's also, there's something underneath of it too. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, I don't know, maybe Kurt going on a date and kind of just feeling okay with trying to move on, but not really. He, mm-hmm. he feels like, okay, well, I can take this next step with being friends with Blaine mm-hmm. and Blaine is getting used to Kurt being around again. And so they just, they, they start to fall into the pattern of, you know, the parts of the relationships that always did work, them being friends. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe, I, I mean, I also kind of think that maybe Blaine feels that Kurt's a little safer now too mm-hmm. to become mm-hmm. friends with again, you know, it's becoming friends with his ex, but his ex is maybe getting into a relationship too, and he is, so there's not going to be quite that fraught emotion of 
I need to make a decision whether or not I'm going to be with you. Correct. Right. Exactly. So as they're walking and you know what, maybe we can chalk it up to that. They're so enjoying this like mindless conversation about, you know, invitationals that they're horny. <laughs> they're horny. They're Look just... what they're wearing. They're so cute. I know. And Chris got that little bow on his ascot. God, and it's like, he is a present that Blaine is going to unwrap. Mm. <laughs> oh my goodness they're so adorable so they find this <laughs> elevator i mean and it almost feels i wonder if this this little bit before they get in there where they're talking about Artie and the ramp and whatever it almost feels like it's improv mm-hmm. and i have to wonder if it is because it's a little bit like random <laughs> like, mm-hmm. hey were you here when Artie got the ramp and oh yeah it, it just but it feels natural in a way too so i, th- I think it was good so they get in this elevator um and then they realize that it's not going anywhere also i had to point out it says floor one floor two auditorium like who puts an auditorium on the third floor and or why would the elevator move sideways I, I just, it's the willy Wonka elevator I, so, I mean i'm always sure that i kind i thought that the auditorium was on the first floor yeah. Like, it's never occurred to me that they would be going upstairs to the auditorium. Well, it's just the way the buttons are. It says one, auditorium. two, auditorium. The auditorium is a liminal space that doesn't actually Quite. exist. That is very true. <laughs> but it does cost money to run it. Don't forget about that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but does it, or is it just the personal project of Wild Fay April Rhodes? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Um, so, um, yeah, they, then it, it doesn't go anywhere. And then they notice there's the bathroom, which is a little weird. Just a smidge. Uh, <laughs> and then you like, have to establish a pee corner. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm going to nominate that one since I already went there. <laughs> and then. And then everything, like, is the lights go off. And then, Kurt, I don't think this is a real elevator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kurt. Oh, my God. But I love this. Because it's every fanfic trope ever. Where there's right? just, like, stick them in a room and lock them there and make them talk about their feelings. And, oh, no. We're in a hotel room that only has one bed. What will we do? <laughs> <sighs> So. They were elevator mates. Oh my god, they were elevator <laughs> mates. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I've ever read anything where there, anybody was stuck in an elevator, but I mean, come on. Like, that just feels like the you tropiest of all tropes. You're missing out. <laughs> I feel like I <laughs> I don't know how I couldn't have. Because I feel well, like all of the like, junk that you've read, and I'm using the like total all encompassing oh, you yeah. for. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. Of all of the garbage, I feel like at some point you red locked in an elevator. I'm sure I have. Oh, you remember how they were living it up as too? someone was going down? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love how easily you could say the most ridiculous things. <sighs> 
Okay. I'm tired. So. It's all coming out in a monotone now. <laughs> the alcohol's kicked in. and <laughs> um, Oh, it's late and I'm old. <laughs> oh, and it's, no. it's my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. We'll try to do this fast. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, so... Then we get a little bit with Sam and Rachel, and Rachel's actually Rachel's the only one that's concerned about curtain playing during this. Yes, thing, but and she's like really concerned. She's like, "Where are they?" Um, Sue's. I mean, Sam's not um, because he's hypnotized. So there's that. Um, and then the Warblers perform "My Sharona" and "You Spin Me Around." Again, why did the Warblers need two songs? They didn't. Whatever. Um, yeah. So there's that. Um, then we get more Sue and Sam. What the heck? Oh, she wants she wants to um, Sam to break Rachel's heart, which is eh, that's fine, whatever. Um, okay. Then we get Rachel. I should have done my homework on this better, but anyway, Rachel. Oh, <laughs> is this where she's freaking out on the phone? She's freaking out on the phone, and then the this is where she's um, talking to the officer who's actually the the deaf. He's actually a writer yes. on the show, but it's the deaf choir director's back. I actually can't stand this guy because of you know I am deaf and left in one ear, and that's just not how it works. Right. Um, but anyway, <laughs> this is again fourth wall breaking where where um uh oh Sam had something like this too earlier where. Rachel's concerned. Sam says something about their end game like us, which cracks me up because Sam and Rachel are not end game. And then this <laughs> officer guy is like, they probably eloped and went back to New York where they belong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you don't belong in New York. You're a quitter. So. Oh. So. I mean, I always assume that was supposed to be like Sue's words coming out of him. Yeah. Yes, it does seem yeah. a little more Sue than... Maybe she hypnotized him too. Oh, I think she was supposed to. Yeah, I think that was the point. Oh. Um, so yeah, and then uh we get Sam kind of cutting him out of it. Or no, this is part of him trying to he says he's still under Mercedes and calls Rachel a hag and mm-hmm. it's a whole big thing that really isn't as interesting as our elevator. So let's go back to the elevator. Can we go back? Yeah, let's go back to the elevator. What's going right. on in the elevator? <laughs> All right, so first, Blaine is banging on the door, and Kurt's like, stop, nobody's going to hear you. And then Blaine's like, why don't you call someone? And then Kurt's like, His, "It's I, my phone's at 4%, now it's dead. And Blaine's like, well, you shouldn't have charged it. Yes. Like, <laughs> this whole thing it just reeks of old married couple squabbling. Like, it just mm-hmm. does. It's like, mm-hmm. I tell you all the time that you shouldn't charge it all night. It doesn't matter anyway. I don't have service in here. And it died. Well, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just, ugh. It's adorable, it's a, and I love it. It's the classic, you don't want to argue about what you actually need to argue Correct. about, and so you're, right. going exactly. to, you're going to start picking on every little thing that has ever happened to you, and that's not what you're actually mad about, but that's what you're going to focus on instead. Exactly. And the, the, this is where I get into my, the elevator is a metaphor. <laughs> like, this is what was the issue was in New York, and this is why, you know, they, they weren't arguing about the things. And I, you know, you could even say that there's stuff that we didn't see in the elevator. Cause you do see them like irritated with each other at the beginning. Maybe they did argue about stuff. Maybe they didn't. But I think the whole point of the elevator is that they start to get over 
some of the issues that they were right. having. And, well, you they're know, forced to. It's like, yeah. you can't, like, you know, the loft was small, but you could still run out the door. Mm-hmm. Like, you could still run away and, and not deal with things. But they can't go anywhere. So, like, it's either deal with your shit or kill each other. And exactly. And they're not going to kill each other, so. <laughs> yep. So, then we get Jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate it. Just the doll part of yeah, it? Yeah. I just yeah. don't like the doll part of it on it the tiny creepy. little tricycle. It is really creepy. And again, keep in mind, Sue is now outside. Yeah, she's kind of us writing our fan fiction. She is also crazy. Um, but, you know, Blaine and, and Kurt are still in the narrative and they are still. Mm-hmm. You know, just people having to deal with this. So when she says, you know, I want you to kiss, it's not, you know, us saying it, it. I mean, yeah, she is representing us like, yes, we would like you to make out in this elevator and, you know, deal with stuff. But to them, it's not like you're they saying see it us. a lot more calmly than what fandom would say. Right. I mean, you're like, <laughs> and you know, excuse, excuse me, gentlemen, if it's not too much trouble, I really would prefer if you would give each other a kiss. No pressure, but it is something that I would enjoy as opposed to how actual now kiss. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take off each other's clothes and, and have sex right there. I've read bang, that fanfic. Bang, 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 bang. I said a bang, 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 bang. Oh man! So I, I feel like it's a little disingenuous for you to be like, I mean, so we're saying it politely. We're not. This is very. This still strikes me as very true to the fandom experience. Exactly. Again, all of the comments that Ryan Murphy at all got from the fandom during the breakup, you know, and during this this most recent breakup. And why won't you get them together now? I can't believe you're doing this to me. Exactly. But the point, their point was this. This is what Twitter hath wrought. Yeah. Yeah. I also think with this plot line is also, we're going to get them back together. We're just going to do it our way. So, Uh uh-huh. Hold on yes. to your butts. We're doing it. My way. Um, so, yeah, Jigsu says, basically, look, you're going to kiss for me. And if you don't, it's just going to get hotter in here. And um, then get you're going to remove all your clothes and get on. And on. take off all your clothes. I am getting so hot. I'm getting my clothes So they do kind of a. sing that? Because they already did that song on the show. They did? Yeah, in season four. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, a season that didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, boy. So, um, but and they fake kiss, which was, I mean, they d- didn't even try. Come on. <laughs> oh, I thought that was How many? <laughs> I like when she was like, not there's, like that. There's the fandom side of it again. <laughs> they didn't even try. You didn't try. <laughs> I don't think you tried at all. I did not see enough tongue. Nope. Nope. Um, and there's also a little heart-shaped picnic basket that comes out. And I love that she, like, completely goes into what's inside. And, like, it's from breadsticks, but it's still, like, I don't know what it is. But it's just very specific and hilarious. And um, when she leaves. Tanya. 
No. With just the amount of great, great amount of spice. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, when they when she leaves, at first they try to get out the way she came in, and they can't do that. And then they open up the picnic basket, and they're pleasantly just surprised to find that it is actually food. <laughs> yeah. So my <sighs> question is, because I haven't rewatched recently, is the um, ingredients in the picnic basket the same ones as their picnic that they had on the stairs when they sang to each other? Well, we no. don't know what they had. Oh. Didn't oh, they have like, well, pictures? Yeah, they had like they had like pictures of strawberry lemonade and something else, some kind of like crudite when they were on the stairs. The here they have breadsticks. Okay, different. They have like right. pasta and I saw grapes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I never I paid that close attention. Olives. But anyway, it doesn't matter. See, they have breadsticks because in one of the like little vignette scenes, Blaine is eating pasta and he's like, we're definitely not going to kiss now because I've had all this garlic. And then they said, um, so they said something about um, breadsticks to go, like they were talking about. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So, so yeah. Okay. So then it goes away from the elevator again, which is just devastating. Yeah, um, we no. get... Um, <laughs> We get Rachel and Kitty. They they get um, they kind of they basically bribe Becky for some passwords. They get on Sue's computer so that they can get these songs that they know um, uh, Sue will be emotionally manipulated by, and that is what they're up to. In case you're wondering, <laughs> um, then we get a scene that I don't really don't mind skipping is Spencer recruiting. Sorry, Ugh. Sam recruiting yeah. Spencer. It does. It's just like every awful like his when Finn tried to recruit Ryder and it, whatever and we, Sam when he was recruiting Sam and then yeah. Finn recruiting Ryder and uh, Will recruiting Finn like it's just not meh. more the same yeah I don't more need that the story same. again nope so yeah. how, how okay. are they going to be men if they don't have somebody telling them how to do it I just don't know you know somebody ha- Somebody has to get them all together to defeat the Huns. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So, so yeah. Um, actually, so I guess the next day is when um, Kitty enjoy- rejoins, but that's when the officer comes in. We already went over that stuff. So, um, and then Spencer joins, and eh, they're it's fine. All right, so back to the elevator. Yay! Um, the fake elevator with the bathroom. Uh, yeah, so this is a bunch of little vignettes, and and it feels again a little improv because yeah, they're talking about the food and enjoying I dinner, think, and I think we have pretty much confirmation that a lot of it was improv. Somebody said that a lot of it was just playing, uh, Darren and Chris just like talking a mm-hmm. lot of the time and just being Kurt and Blaine yep. and what they felt like Kurt and Blaine would be saying there. Like there wasn't a whole lot that was scripted. No, um, they have. I mean, you can tell it is getting hotter because they are removing clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, Not and, enough. You know what? And I think that <laughs> is a metaphor for peeling back the layers, guys. Yes. So. The elevator ourselves. is a metaphor. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean, you can—they're trying to get out of the elevator because, like, uh, <laughs> what is like on three? It's like I know what three means. Like, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and they can't do it So I guess they spend uh, So they're in there for a, a full 24 hours And you know The first half of it they're trying to get out Then they kind of relax and enjoy this dinner And it's kind of romantic really If it's you know not you know 
being held against their will and removing clothes and getting comfortable and peeling back layers. And then they fall asleep and watch each other sleep for a while. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So So sweet. I think that's one of my favorite moments. Yeah. Like I I love when Kurt looks over and he's looking at Blaine's sleep. And all I can think of is like how many times they did that when they were living together. Just makes my little clean heart happy. Mm. But it's it's also a, a little bit of longing in there too, especially when yes. the I actually I think the other scene they're both asleep, but whatever. Um, but the yeah with Kurt and he's just kind of longingly like you know I kind of wish the circumstances were different. I wish right. that we hadn't I hadn't gotten off track and we hadn't broken up. And right. I, you know all or of like this stuff. We were sleeping together because when we slept yeah. together, his arms would have been around me. Yes, exactly. You know, it's 2 a.m. and at this point probably, and they've been in there for hours, and you start to really, like, deal with your thoughts when you're in that kind of a situation. So, you're right. There's no way out. They have to deal with their shit. Right. So, but. All right. So, back in the real world, things, uh, invitationals are starting up, and then we get another Rachel and Will and Will apologizes and talks about growing up and it's another multi speech scene that whatever and also he tells mm-hmm. her to appreciate sue okay fine whatever whatever barf <laughs> back in the elevator Ooh. um okay so we get the charade scene oh. which is one of my favorite scenes ever yes the, one of my non, one of my favorite non-kissing scenes, I think. Yeah. Even though there technically is a kiss in it, but you know what I mean. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean it's just really sweet, and they're you can tell they. they it's funny because I, I tracked this. Kurt comes into the elevator with sheet music, and they've ripped that up. Uh huh. <laughs> this game that they're uh-huh. playing. But I, I a, love. Oh, go ahead. What's the name of the game? It's like the password or something. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You're gonna I, I, have to give me more than that. The one where they know. put the they like put the thing on their head, and you have to guess what the thing is on your head. I think it's password. I have no mm. idea. It doesn't matter. No, it's, that's heads up. Oh, heads up. You're Thank right. You. Um, and I, I the thing that I really like about it is the camera angle because you're literally laying down with them, mm-hmm. and so you yeah. get this. Like, you know, this is what it was like. They would, like, chat in bed together and, you know, I don't know. And it's fine all up until Blaine brings up Karofsky and the magic spell is broken. Mm-hmm. Um, and Which I think was intentional. Really? Uh-huh. I think that... Well, actually, I can see both sides of it, but I do think that it was intentional. I think that he was, like, getting a little too... Close, and he brought up Krofsky. Just to make his, to bring it some distance? Mm-hmm. To put some I think it, oh, I guess I just saw it kind of as a slip-up, like, um, and just kind of like a real world, like, hey, like a, yeah. I don't know, just kind of a, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I sort of saw it the same way that I saw the earlier scene with Blaine, where mm-hmm. he's coming in and he's just like casually talking about, um, um, Karofsky, not in a romantic way, because I don't think he thinks about him in a romantic way, really. Mm-hmm. And so him bringing up at this point of, yeah, he's, you know, he really likes the ice cream or whatever. It was that sort of same casual thing that about his day kind of thing that was before. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, see, it didn't, it didn't come off as unintentional to me. Oh, okay. both In both instances, it oh. felt like, this is getting a little real. I'm going to put up a little bit of a wall. Yeah. I'm going oh. to throw this out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because sure. we've, we've all been in those sorts of situations where we're getting too close to somebody mm-hmm. and it makes us feel a little bit raw. And so we bring up something that we know is going to put a break on that. Yeah. So like if so like if you suddenly feel, you know, really emotionally vulnerable with say a sibling, all of a sudden it's gonna be like, Yeah, well then you did this dumbass thing when you were seven. And right. like, well, why'd you bring that up? And then you start fighting about that. Or when you're, you know, talking with somebody and you're seeing and you're currently seeing somebody, but it's somebody who you may have had feelings for, you know, oh shit, I don't wanna go too far. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up to like pump a break on it without me having or, to be like, I'm sorry, this isn't something I should be doing. Somebody so it's bringing really up, intentional. Somebody mm-hmm. bringing up um, Captain America Winter Soldier <laughs> stuff. <laughs> you know? Would that kind of fit along with that too? Like, so, like some dumb bitch who keeps talking about Tony Stark when she knows <laughs> that it's going to cause a fight. Uh, you know, like what I was going to say before that started was that, and I also think it's intentional because when you look at Blaine's face when it's done, yeah, he doesn't he knew what look, he did. He, he doesn't look like it was an accident. No, he knew well, what he did. Huh. I was going to say, um, besides the fact that Tony Stark is the best, um, <laughs> is that look, uh, everybody's entitled to an opinion, and your opinion wrong. is wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I was really going to say It's though, okay, what? you were too slow on that <laughs> <laughs> It takes really some of us say. longer It's okay Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh man Okay, um, what I was really going to say though Is if you think about what they were talking about Right before though They were talking about, you know, kid names Like they discussed yes. having children together yes. And they brought, I mean, yeah, it's Fettuccine Alfredo. Yeah, I'm sure that was one of their joke things that they had between them. But, yeah, like, It was an intimate joke. Yeah. Exactly. It was a, they're the only ones who know about that joke. Right. And that, it speaks volumes to, you know, what they, they planned their lives out together. And, you know, so then, I mean, yeah, there's still the, like, hot cocoa joke in between there. But, like, still, it was purposeful, you know. Like, um, so yeah. And who brought, who actually brought that up first? I can't remember how the scene plays out. What do you mean? Which part? What do you mean? Like, who said we we the came up with this name? Oh, because it's um, hot chocolate is Kurt's um, rapper name. Uh, but like, rapper name. And so then Blaine is like, "This is the name that if you were a rapper, we said that you would." Or no, wait. It was, was Blaine the no, it was it was all um um it was Blaine had on his forehead. Okay, so Kurt brought so Kurt is bringing the, both of yeah. them up. Yeah, yeah. Yes. A creamy pasta, and this is what we were going to name our celebrity child. And yeah, then the next one. one, yes, the next one was so, still Blaine with Kurt, it on his forehead. So it's Kurt that brought up the kids. Yes, throwing that out there, um, because yeah, like. Who cares if he's having a nice time talking about Golden Girls with some older man? Like, he's he's purposely bringing up like 
celebrity kid names again with you know this person he has a long history with um so um so yeah so then um yeah and then that's when kurt says you know it's getting really hot in here i'm gonna be sick uh-huh. Again, that's it's it's he's. I mean, yeah, I'm sure if it is too hot in there, you are gonna get ill, but it's also like this game isn't fun anymore, like, right? So, well, luckily, Sue is back to torment them, <laughs> Jigsaw, <laughs> Jigsaw. Um, and she here's, basically is, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, and this we can save this for later if you want to. But here's my question: Who is operating that voice? Because when they run out, Sue's surprised to see them. Becky is. Is she? Oh yeah, because she said, "Oh, I, my first guess was Becky did it." When the later scene, when oh, in the office, okay. I'm pretty sure it's Becky because Becky's not anywhere near oh. the invitations anyway. Okay. Oh yeah. Huh. It could. It also could be the inmate that's sitting at Sue's desk being the secretary. <laughs> <laughs> With the clay button, it's <laughs> <laughs> and the tattoos. <laughs> yes, uh... but um, yeah. So, um, she's basically like, you know, you guys better do this, or uh, she can't start pumping the gas in at this point. Um, this this uh-huh. yes. the, the love potion, the yeah. um pollen. Well, and then this is really interesting to me because then Blaine is like, you know what, just let us out of there. But Kurt is sitting there, you know, rubbing his arm, being like, okay, I kind of want to do this, but I kind of don't want to do this. But let's, you know, and like thinking about all the ramifications where Blaine's just like, I want out, I want out, and not really dealing with it. Where Kurt is very fully kind of aware of what would happen if they, um, so yeah, so there's a lot of gas, and then so. This is where, okay, so at, for other context, we don't need to really talk about New Direction starting to sing, but they start singing music. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, oh, I can't remember the name of the song. Let me see. I got my list right here. It must have been love, right? must have been love. Yes, it must have been love. Um, but, but it's over for now. now. Which is also, you know, it's not obviously over. So, you know, it's a, yeah. Right. It's you gotta look deeper. Your subtext there, guys. Don't <laughs> Glee, I know. Glee does this thing where it's usually all surface and they hit you over the head with anvils, but sometimes they like to like, you know, you can look past the surface level and see what they're trying to get at. Um, I don't know. I always got the feeling that people like take glee a little too literally at times when there's definitely, you know, deeper levels to get out of it. Mm-hmm. So um, but yeah, so yeah, then here we are. They they agree that this doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. Not at all. Absolutely not. Absolutely nothing. It's and just then... a handshake with lips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because Sue is forcing us. Because Sue is forcing, forcing them. Um, yeah, and then we get them making out in slow motion. Mm. Mm. We're all replaying in our head right now. Correct. I do not hate it. No, and it's I. I think it's probably the hottest kiss that we get from them. (laughs) Uh huh. But that's just me. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. I think I would agree. Um. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hottest kiss. 
How do you guys feel about Sue's yes, or like the jig Sue, and like the because it's actually framed as if you were the audience member going yes, they're kissing, right? Um, um I learned the thing. I bet a whole bunch of everybody was doing that yes, jigsaw <laughs> exactly. Sue are doing it, and everybody's like, oh my gosh, she's doing it too. Yeah, I, I know some people felt yeah yes, I did too. I know some people felt self conscious about it, but I'm like, whatever, you're that's you you're supposed to be happy the narrative is happy they're happy i mean it's not like you know yes she was forcing them to kiss but that's they want to be kissing so right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh. yeah i think there's nothing that you can con- that say to me that convince me that blaine or kurt well kurt especially but blaine either does anything that they don't want to do exactly Exactly, and then then look, you can tell that I mean they are so dreamy-eyed, and after they pull apart, and they go on. I mean, they didn't have to be that long either. I mean, you could have like smooched a little bit, but they went for it, right? um, Have you ever watched this in normal time? It's like Uh holy crap, they're making out. They're making out. uh Yeah, like when you slow it down, it's it's you know slow and dreamy and romantic. Put it, yeah, agree with. Pam there you put it in normal time they're like eating each other's faces <laughs> so exactly I mean they kind of got swept up into the moment and you know and they pull apart and I it's kind of funny that like the elevator opens and for a second they're just like oh wait a minute <laughs> right so they have feelings for each other so guys it's, it's a good oh, moment they kissed they kissed Oh, we can tell our I don't know the rest. Yeah, because she didn't finish the <laughs> yeah, I know, right? We're, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling, man. I know. We're almost at the end. I'm sorry. I should have done this at an earlier time. Sorry, guys. Um, And so, yep. Yeah, so, they run out of there. Um, They're only half-dressed. It, you know what it kind of reminded me of, though? I, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but the it's all slow motion running, and I'm wondering if it was a callback to their hand-holding slow motion. Yes. Oh, I actually got that too. So, um, and the thing, this took me forever to figure out. It says none of you are hot. And I think, is it just because the temperature in the school keeps getting risen? Well, (laughs) (laughs) there's a fire. Um, what do you, I don't remember what you're talking about. I don't remember that. Who said that? Oh, on the, on the, like, what is that thing called um, that's above the elevator? Just a sign that's uh, the digital sign. Oh, like a, yeah, I know what you're talking about now. And it says, none of you are hot as they're running down the hallway. And I'm really, like, I yeah. think it's a callback to, um, so when Sue, the very first episode when Sue is, or of the, I think it's season five though, when she like puts up all the signs and is like, like fat shaming people and all that kind of stuff. I think it's one of those things. Well, yeah. It, it, I mean, cause like in the previous episode, it says, get your shit together, get your crap together. But, right. um, when they, but I think it just, it's like none of you are hot because the temperature keeps getting risen in the school. And that's the only thing I could think of. Like, yeah. So anyway, yeah. they make it out of there. Um, just in time to hear new direction songs. Um, we get a whole middle song that's really weird about Sue's past that nobody really cares about. And then right. we get, um, oh, but it's like her past where she's cheering sad about elections. 
I yeah, mean, it wasn't she even said like about anything a- about like anything personal about her. It was just this well, flashback to her. She's crying sad about-, about a whole bunch of Republicans losing the presidential yeah. election. So what? She can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. True. <laughs> I, I love that RB has like nothing to say during the claim stuff, but Republicans can suck it. I love it. <laughs> um, I'm so glad that that scene happened um, before Trump because I oh, might have thrown something at say, my screen. Yes. Had she been sobbing. Yeah, that would have been the worst. <sighs> oh, gross. Yes. Um, I don't know if Glee would have even made the joke, though, had it been. Probably. But anyway. Um, the other thing is, it's supposed to be also where she lost out uh, a bunch of parts, and that's why she's mad at the fine arts. But I don't, I just don't buy it. So it's late in the game. So I have a question with this. Sure. Are these are these things that Jane Lynch auditioned for, and like didn't mm, get? No, no I don't. <laughs> because so. I was kind I of hoping it. that that would be it. No, I mean, one of them was, like, wasn't leaving in Las Vegas or something? Or, like, one of them was definitely a male-only part. Like, Jane Lynch wouldn't have... But, like, she could, but like she could have auditioned for Pretty Woman. Yeah, Pretty Woman. True. Pretty Woman, know. Star Wars. Star then, Wars. You know, I don't Good remember. Or something. She couldn't yeah. have um, done Star Wars because if she was 34, she was not alive for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Exactly. Jane Lynch so. could have. Jane Lynch, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll have to look into that. But anyway, I, I don't know. But and that, then we have um, All Out of Love. And the nice thing about that is that, like, it's, out of love. Um, they get out and, you know, Rachel's glad to see them and they're glad to be out. But then they share this sweet little look with each other as the music yeah. continues. And it's another love song. And this is the, you know, God, there's so many freaking 80s songs in this season. Um, yeah, they were trying to get them all in. They were. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, the nice little moment because, like, they're now out of the elevator. And, you know, now that they've been, you know, gotten a lot of their nonsense out, it's okay. Everything's okay. Gave in a little to the sex pollen. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, and then we get, you know, another obligatory montage of who wins and vocal adrenaline. What is it? Warblers come in third and vocal adrenaline comes in second and New Directions get, what is it, bowling pin for first? <laughs> I don't remember what got what, but anyway. Fake awards. Um, yeah. So, um, Okay. So yeah, I really um Glee keeps talking about how it's not about the winning, but by this point they never lose. Yeah. I know. It's so well, I mean, this whole stupid like I think that I mean they're trying to make fun of the ceremony stuff, but it's also okay, new directions won again. Why like, whatever, who cares? Let's move on. Right. Kind of thing. For me personally. And then we're gonna like gather around. But at least this they obviously cheated and- this time. <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, true. I mean, it's not. It's very clear that they didn't win on their merits. That's like, true. They they obviously and openly cheated by using the emotionally manipulative songs that they knew would influence Sue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you're true. right. I think other than the other, Sam is the only one that is not in one of the the in attendance that is not a um, Glee Club number. Yeah. So, yeah, they literally performed for nobody. 
the only person in the audience. Yep. Um, yeah. All right. So we get our next scene where, where Kurt and Blaine come into our office. And this is, again, one of my favorite moments of the entire series. Um, yeah. I love the lady in the back. The Don't scene. actually thank her. Don't actually thank her. <laughs> where, oh, yeah, I love that they... so married. I, I have this headcanon. They spent most of the, that neck that night... Uh, researching kidnapping laws uh-huh. <laughs> like texting each other like okay i found this thing and like sending each other links of stuff and like can we get her on this no i don't think so but well, maybe we can get her on that it's basically the office episode that also had Artie in it yeah oh my god Kevin oh, McHale and so, office. And so yeah. they're like you know is is this legal and then you have oscar going i don't know we're looking up kidnapping laws <laughs> Exactly. Um, I love that they come in matching suits. Uh, Curtain is red and Blaine in blue. No, did I switch that around? Blaine's in red. Curtain's in blue. Blaine's in red. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Blaine's in red. And um, yeah, the you know, wardrobe. Thanks, guys. I mean, because even in the elevator stuff, when Kurt was wearing blue and and Blaine was wearing red, they were matching. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. They are so adorably married in the scene. I, I there's yes. a oh gosh, there was like a whole collection of gifs where they're like, okay, point out the, the times when they're together and when they're not together. <laughs> <and> they, <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, I mean, and Blaine is like, all this did was you know, get, help us get over what it was bothering us as he pats Kurt on the shoulder and then like, realizes him him intimately. It. Yes, <laughs> he's like, oh, wait a minute, I should probably not be touching him. And and Kurt doesn't even notice. I love that. <laughs> but, but yeah. Oh, man. Like, so we should thank you. <laughs> She's like, what? actually thank her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, well then, and then Sue goes on a tirade about, like, all right, well, you know, who, which boyfriend of yours is going to get killed off first, basically. And then that's when they're like, okay, we're done with this nonsense. But still, <laughs> it's such an adorable, um, adorable little scene where they, they try to Love say it. that they're just still friends as, you know, yeah, they're being adorably married. Mm-hmm. So. We believe them. Yep. Completely. Exactly. Um, there is a little epilogue to the Hurt Locker part of it to wrap it all up, which is again meta. Uh, this 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 week felt like two weeks. Um, this podcast felt like two podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so um, and Becky's like, well, it didn't work, and Sue's like, oh yeah, it did. And then we get to see a an actual calendar and so if anybody ever wonders most of my timeline stuff comes off of this calendar so we see that it's Mm -hmm. fall we also see that you know because we were spoiled about the wedding stuff the wedding is going to come up in november which is anniversary of when they first met and when they first had sex i think there's a third thing but anyway it's a whole bunch of firsts um but mostly that when they first met it's the anniversary so the writers actually kind of remembered some of their continuity um, whether she's still mad at Will or not, I don't know, because that's what started this yeah, off. Yeah, that one's really it... hard to read. She's always it. mad at Will. That's true. So, and then, um, then they have the the last little scene of them putting their trophy in where it belongs with the rest of them, 
and they do a little show circle and that is the that is the episode episodes this wonderful wonderful episode so Mm -hmm. I don't know is there anything you guys want to talk about before I wrap it up I don't think so we liked it we liked it it's it was, it, good. It, it was good. We got to have it some really, really... I'm okay with being Jigsaw Sue. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. So I threw my hands up in the air and said yes. And then said, oh, she's doing it too. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I want to thank you guys for uh, joining me. Iron Man is totally the best. And... Um, <laughs> I just... I, can we just disagree that Spider-Man say. is actually the best? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've already tried that, but anyway. Um, <laughs> and I will definitely see you, talk to these lovely ladies again. Hopefully they will come back when I invite them. And um, for the rest of you guys, I will see you next Sunday night. But it's Now they're okay Only me or my You're the apple of my eye Girl, I never loved one like you Found you hiding here So won't you take my hand, darling There's nothing that can stop you From becoming popular Lar